Spring turkey season is upon us, and don't be caught out in the woods without having Onyx Hunt on your phone. One feature Onyx has that is often overlooked for turkey hunting is their recent imagery filter with their elite memberships. This imagery is updated week to week, and it comes in extremely handy, especially when you're trying to find these gobble zones where these turkeys will go out in a high spot on a fresh clear cut and strut around all day long. Actually, I was just looking at on Onyx where, where the timber company just came into Andrew's club and did a very small clear cut along this creek, and I can see the high spots on the topographical map, but also I can see exactly where they mulch, and those are going to be hot spots for finding gobblers, especially mid-morning after they get off their hens, getting up on these little high spots in this fresh, small clear cut along the creek and strutting and gobbling all day long. If you want to give Onyx a try, you can actually download it for free, try it for seven days, and if you decide to purchase, you can use the promo code SOUTHERN and save on your premium and elite memberships. So go into this turkey season, know where you stand with Onyx. Look, y'all know we harp on it a lot. You need a good pair of binos. Yeah, I never hunted with binos until I was almost into my 20s. I never did it when I was a teenager or anything like that. Or when I was a kid, we never had binos. And when I bought my first pair of Vortex binos, the first binos I ever purchased back in like 2015, it immediately made a huge difference for me, especially in the turkey woods. So give yourself the advantage of a good pair of binos this spring, whether you're looking for more of like an entry-level bino like the Vortex Diamondbacks or something really, really nice like the Razors. Vortex is going to have something for you. And hey, don't pay full price for it. Use our discount code at eurooptic.com. Use the code SGN10 to get a discount on any Vortex optics that you want to order. Again, that's eurooptic.com, code SGN10 to go get a discount on any Vortex product you order. If you live in the Gulf Coast region, you need to find yourself at the EcoWild Expo May 10th through the 12th in Mobile. It is the premier outdoor expo for the Gulf Coast region, and we're going to be there. We're going to have a booth. We're super excited about it. Can't wait to meet you guys that live down there. We absolutely love the Gulf Coast region, so to be a part of this show, we're super excited about. We're going to have past podcast guests there at our booth for you to talk to, guys who are relevant for your area, who you can talk to, you can pick their brain, you can joke with them, laugh with them, tell them your story, whatever you want to do. It's going to be a awesome time. We're already working on some past podcast guests, but hey, if you live in this area and you have a suggestion for someone you want to see at that show, write in and we'll see if we can get them. There's going to be all kinds of exhibitors at the show that are focused on hunting, fishing, conservation, and recreation. There's going to be activities for the whole family there. They got axe throwing, archery. They're going to have our podcast booth. And then for the kids, they got touch tanks, a honeybee exhibition, a raptor show, kids fishing tank, BB gun range, and a butterfly house. So you're going to love it. Your kids are going to love it. It's going to be an awesome time. So head on over to ecowildexpo.com to get more information on the show and to go ahead and grab your tickets. And hey, mark it on your calendar, May 10th through the 12th. Be there. We want to see you and we're excited to talk to you. So we'll see you at the EcoWild Expo this May 10th through the 12th at the Mobile Convention Center in Mobile, Alabama. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Boys, we've got a lot to talk about when it comes to turkey. <laughs> we've had an eventful, a very eventful, I guess two weeks all in all, but especially an eventful weekend. We got we got some ground to cover. Dude, yeah. The listeners can hear probably the birds in the background right now, hopefully. Turkey's gobbling on the mountain above us. Turkey's on the mountain. Um, I'm sitting here with the ginger bow hunter, Jack not, Myers. Not ginger turkey killer at the moment. Ginger turkey spooker. <laughs> and the new, the new king of the mountain over here, Mark Turner. <laughs> Good Lord, man! This they ain't let. He's not letting anything no. get away from him, dude. He's got death grip on every turkey he comes into. Mark, comes into I think it's it? just because, uh, just because I caught so much grief over shooting a Jake a couple weeks ago when I first rolled up here. Yep. That, so we uh, we roll into uh, camp. Everybody kind of got what was coming for him. Yeah, Tyler. Tyler was really busting Mark's balls over shooting a Jake. And then uh, he started calling him Jake Turner. <laughs> <laughs> Jake Turner. And then what'd you do about that? Well, yesterday Mark? he uh, he rolled up into camp, and uh, I just held up uh, a beard, and I was like, "Hey, uh, does this look like it was from a Jake?" <laughs> <laughs> and he said, "Uh, don't think so." <laughs> so and then, so now every time that he's like, every time Tyler said anything to me, I'm just like, "Hey, uh, hey, Tyler." How many how many gobblers you kill? <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, and then what'd you do today? Uh, I might have shot another one. So we're not going to call you Jake anymore. We're going to call you Tom. All right, Tom <laughs> Turner. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> the mustache goes great. Yeah, kind of like a Tom Selleck type. Yeah, there you go. There you, there you go. Now you're thinking. So we're in. Um, first of all, I killed another turkey by since we recorded our last episode. Yep. Yep. Killed it in Georgia. We were mm-hmm. talking about going to Georgia. I'm sure we'll get into that story a little later, but um, I killed one, and then we came up here this weekend, and Mark has killed two in two days. Never been here before. All the rest of us have been skunked. Dude, yeah. Mm. Yeah, definitely glad I came. It's a <laughs> cool area. So, we're hunting the same place THP's was hunting this week, so mm-hmm. um, kind of North Alabama, mountainous kind of stuff. So, if you're wondering what the stuff we're talking about looks like, just go watch their videos, and you can see. I mean, Perfect. we're we're actually hunting some of the same... Like, literally the same areas they were in. Because we got here the day they left, I think. Yep. Uh, and was it you or Tyler was talking to Ted? And, like, we get we got some information on kind of where they were. I, I Tyler. Drew, Tyler. I, I, I drove past Ted. a cutover. I was like, oh, I saw this in their video where they had the strutter mm-hmm. in the video. Yeah. Uh, that second one. Yeah, dude. Uh, the second video from Alabama. I drove past that cutover. I was like, oh, I saw that on their video. So, uh, man, a lot to talk about. Um we where do you want to start? How, where do you want to start? What's the layout? Give us some groundwork. <laughs> I don't want to keep the people waiting, so I'm gonna I'm gonna jump right to Mark. Okay, because I I haven't done anything except scare turkeys. We um, we found some. We just don't know how to. We killed a turkey. Well, I killed one in Georgia. Yeah, should we talk about the Georgia bird? First? Yeah, let's talk about Georgia. All right, first. Georgia. 
So uh, last week we were talking about me wanting to go to Georgia, and uh, I did go to Georgia. I went over there, went in blind to a spot, and my whole strategy with this place, since it's pretty roaded up, is uh, I'm like, okay, I want to look at all the roads, and I want to find something that's isolated from the roads where there's no parking spots. So I found it. Nice, like, ridge with pines on it, dropping down to a creek, and it had little fingers, kind of like what we've been talking about, just like a good-looking turkey area. And I park on the side of the road and walk in there. Forgot my boots, went in in my tennis shoes. Um, I got back in there, and at daylight, there was nothing happening, no gobbles, no turkey sounds whatsoever. And so basically what I ended up doing is thinking, okay, I'm just going to work down this ridge calling uh, until I get to the creek where the ridge kind of comes to a point right above that creek. And I'm just thinking it looks like a good turkey area. It looks like a place turkeys would hang out. So I basically do three or four setups where I just blind call, and I'm just doing, like, the basic blind calling stuff we've been talking about where you're just, like, cut or clucking and yelping a little bit, scratching, and, and just kind of being real patient and seeing what happens. On setup number three, it started to – it was getting ready to storm, and the wind starts blowing up, and – uh, clouds rolling and everything, and it looks like it's going to get nasty, so I'm like, okay, I'm just going to go home. But I was like, you know what, I'm going to get like loud and see what happens. So I uh, get my mouth call in, and I do some hen yelps, like really loud, and then I cut them off with Jake yelps. You know, like right in the middle of when I'm yelping, I'll just go, cow, 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 like the whole caulking thing that we talked about with Dave Owens. And uh, so I did that, and I did it for like five minutes. I've like made a serious commotion, like something was going, like something's happening on that ridge over there. And uh, I did it for a while, gave it five minutes or so, and uh, probably, I don't know, a couple minutes after I finished calling, again, it was like a long call sequence, and then I sat there for a few minutes. Like three or four minutes later, one gobbles behind me. I'm like, okay. And then I, I yelp at him, and he gobbles at it. And then I stay quiet, and then he gobbles like five times on his own. So I'm like, okay, he's fired up. And uh, he was like on the next ridge over, and there's two ridge points that come down to this creek. And so I'm on one of them, he's on the other, and he's above me. So I drop off the opposite side of my ridge from him. So I, now we've got basically two ridges between us. And I run up the creek valley, run over the top of my ridge, run up the side of his. And so this point is like real rounded. And uh, they were just, like, around the other side of the ridge. I'm on one side, they're on the other. And I kind of work around to them a little bit. And then I sit down, and I'm like, okay, I think I'm close. And I do some, like, light calling, and they freaking hammered it from, like, 100 yards. And my buddy Wayne, who's, like, told me a lot about turkey hunting, he's like, yeah, when you call really light like that, and they hammer it, just lay into them. So as soon as he gobbled at it, I just went, pop, 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 pop. I start cutting at him, and dude, he just went, he lost his mind. So he he starts gobbling like crazy. His buddy, who's with him at this point, I didn't know he had a buddy with him, he starts gobbling. And so I'm like, okay, they're coming. And so I just don't say anything else. And they gobble right over the lip of the hill. It took them a couple minutes to work in. And I, I was wondering if they were still there. And so I just yelp real, real lightly. And uh, they come flying in, or they come running in. Flying those bumblebees about to take your head off. I wonder if people can hear that. (laughs) They come flying in. These these bumblebees get about to get to next story. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, Mm, so mm. yeah, I I I literally just go like like that loud, and they hammer it like right right there, and then I hear and this thing comes like running straight up running into me, and he stops at like twenty five yards, and he's just sitting there looking, and then his buddy runs in and. He's, like, kind of behind a tree a little bit, and I just, like, slowly leaned out while he was, 
uh, standing there looking. I just literally just slowly leaned out. Remember, it's audio show. Oh yeah, I can't. I can't. <laughs> I don't know how to explain. It. How do I explain this? I did this. Lean to the right. He's a right hand to the right. Leaning I mean, around slowly, the tree. Just very smoothly and he slowly leaned. And as soon as like I could see his whole like waddles and everything, I pulled the trigger and I mean smoked him because it's number sevens at twenty five yards. Got him pretty good. And then his buddy just stood there. And I'd, I rack another shell, and I put it on his buddy's waddles. And I'm like, wait, can I shoot two in Georgia in a day? <laughs> and I couldn't remember. And so I, like, just sit there, and I let that turkey walk off. And I go get the one I killed. And then I I got back to civilization, and you you laid into me for that one. Yeah, like, I, I, I did too. Yeah, well, I, I, so I talked to a bunch of my buddies that live in Georgia just to confirm with them. They're like, yeah, you can tag it on a day if you wanted to. And I, I thought that was the case. And that's why I was telling you. And, uh, yeah, and when I confirmed that, I was like, oh, jeez, dude. Like, you could have doubled down, two turkey fans, two sets mm. of spurs, two beards right there. What an awesome Freaking photo that would have been. Four turkey breasts. That's a lot mm, of that's what, Hey, listen, I'm all about the meat now. So, would it be two breasts or four breasts? That's a great question. How do you, do, how do you decide? Be four breasts. Well, some people count the breast as one think thing. Think about a person. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Do we just say a person has one breast? I would assume a turkey's the same way. I guess you're right. Do, but do you, you can you can fillet off the breast in one piece if you that want. That is to. true. I mean, at least okay. Well, now we're getting kind of weird. <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> oh, we got to talk about turkeys <laughs> and their their preferences later. Oh God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We oh, have yes. a theory. Some turkeys <laughs> might oh, be Pete. gay. <laughs> Anyways. Oh man. She, she, he wasn't coming to the to the to the Yelp, and he heard that Jake gobble. He heard that. Yeah, Jake he heard Yelp, that. And he was like, "Ooh, who is that?" <laughs> He's like, "That's more up my alley." <laughs> <laughs> God almighty. All right. Man, it really is 2020. All right, here we go. Yeah, it's the strange times we live in. Okay. Um, so we <laughs> We're in a pandemic. All all hats are all, off. All bets are all off. All bets are off. Tur- man, this world shutting down. What's the Bill Murray? He's like, cats are living with dogs. Turkeys are turning gay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, yeah, I shot that. Okay, to sum it up, I think that the success in Georgia came from uh, – one being patient and like just having faith, like by looking at the map, like hey, there's a good hardwood creek bottom. It's like a nice open bottom or not open. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's like a big wide bottom, and there's some a pine ridge, a planted pines that goes down to it. I'm like, okay, there's diversity. I mean, there should be turkeys there. It lo- it just looks like a place that would hold turkeys. It's all like you know, kind of mature trees, and uh, rather than just kind of give up and try and go somewhere else to like strike one, I, I was like, I want to go in here and and take my time and really, like, work the area over because I think there's turkeys in here, and so I'm going to act like they're there and they're just not gobbling. And sure enough, that's what happened. There's there's two of them. So uh, that and then also accessing an area that didn't have, like, an obvious parking spot because I feel like once you get into the season, a lot of the birds that like to hang out next to the roads either get killed or get pushed off, and so I was trying to find some, like, untampered birds. And uh, I guess you could say it worked. I don't know if that's what actually happened, but... In my mind, that's what happened. How far from like a major access point or like the road was it? Half a mile. Okay, yes. I mean, they were, and it was easy walking too. I mean, I was in tennis shoes and it was no problem getting back there. So I wish that was the case this weekend. Oh, uh, <laughs> this weekend's been kind of brutal. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I think I think the another good thing with that hunt that's kind of neat is that I mean, you almost certainly with or within a year shot of them roosted. Oh yeah. And I, I think a lot of the time, I mean, I'm I'm bad about if I don't hear them on the roost i'm like well there's either not birds here they're just not talking this morning Mm -hmm. and there was a storm front rolling in that day which i didn't even go that morning because of that and uh you know 
I think you were able to just get them amped up, even though they didn't really want to gobble on the roost at the very yeah. least. That's uh, that's one thing we talked about. That, yeah, about another thing. I mean, it was so close to the storm rolling in when they got that fired up. When I ran up to him and put my foot on his head, it started raining. I mean, it was like right there. So, um, yeah, that was a. I feel like it's almost like they they didn't want to talk, but I made such a commotion that they were like, you know, we were talking about how they're so social. Mm-hmm. It's almost like they felt like they should be fired up. Oh, they should be included based on based on what we did. So I don't mm-hmm. know. Makes sense to me though. Yep. Mark, what do you think about that? I mean, I agree. I he, think. he thinks you should have killed both birds. That's what. <laughs> well, yeah, that was my first thing. He, he's telling me the story, and he goes, and the other one was standing by him, and I was like, what What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that wasn't very But, I mean, I, I, I will applaud you for taking the, the high road. If you don't know, don't just go marking multiple animals, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> whether you can or not. <laughs> yep. Oh, man. Yeah, it's, it's just like, like a, in Alabama. Like my first year down here, I I didn't realize the you, you know most states you can shoot a bearded turkey, and I mean I never saw a hen with a beard, but in Alabama, like you can only shoot gobblers. Like they have to be males. So, yeah. I mean, there's I don't know. There's little obscure rules like that that are kind of weird in different for. states. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was a fun hunt for sure. And all, another thing is like it's almost like they heard me from a long ways off. Because I was being really loud. And it's almost like they heard me from a long ways off, and they covered some ground, and then they got, like, 2, 250, and they gobbled to try and figure out exactly where I was. Because they were up in a different valley. I mean, there's no way they could really pinpoint me from where they were, where they probably were when they first heard, which is why I think the gobble was so delayed. I mean, it was three or four minutes. And, I mean, he answered me so readily when he when he did gobble, and I yelped at him. I mean, he inst- he almost cut me off. He gobbled so quick. So, yeah, that was a that was a good hunt. Um, but then we came up here. Uh, Mark, I'll let you kind of dive into what you did because you almost killed one as well, soon as you got. Well, here. hold on. So, well, let's let's get a little more background. So we decided we we're gonna do this turkey camp. Okay. Yeah. And I, I knew some of the guys are gonna be up here. I didn't know everybody that was gonna be up here, as in like who all was invited. I knew Mark, you were part of the part of the crew. I was supposed to be here, and um, you know, us coming up camping just you know wherever we can. Sleeping in the trucks. Uh, first of all, that was a blast. Yeah. Because I got to test out the camper shell, which is fantastic. Yeah. Are you, were you sleeping on an air mattress? Yeah, I was just tr- sleeping on my uh, sleeping pad. Oh, just like, a sleeping pad. Well, it's an air, oh, yeah, air yeah, pad. Yeah, it's gotcha. a Neo or uh, I don't remember what brand it is, but I'm not gonna put you on the spot and and have that confirmed with you. But it's all Thermarest or something like that. Yeah. No. Well, I- I'll say going from like sleeping in the truck, and we've talked about that a lot, especially during deer season, like sleeping. Like in the front seat because I would do that a lot compared to like sleeping in the back where you can lay out. Oh my god, it's night and day. Um, but anyways, hung out at camp. Uh, I guess who all was up here? Kind of give us so it was people kind of figure you, out. Mark, Clay, Collie, and Tyler Malone. Right, Tyler Malone. Yeah, that is correct. Tyler Malone. Yep. So all up here, turkey hunters. Uh, mustache coming, Malone. Mustache, mustache Malone. Jake Malone. <laughs> Dang, that's perfect. <laughs> if he if he rides up while we're recording this. We'll have to hit him with that. Yeah, um, definitely. He but, also doesn't know I killed another turkey, so he oh, probably Oh, he doesn't hurt. know? He doesn't know yet? I hadn't seen him. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, this is going to be great. I hope he pulls up all <laughs> He's going to be like, what? Uh, uh. We'll probably have to bleep it. He's going to walk <laughs> up and he's going to say some stuff we can't have on here. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> but anyways, everybody, everybody, the cool thing is nobody's really a local other than Tyler. I mean, Tyler hunts up here, but, um, you know, we all came up here just kind of looking at maps and everything, decided to go some places. And Mark, you, sir... Go from like South Alabama, 
you know, having some tough times in different places to coming up here. And it's like freaking like the golden, you know, pot for you. Just take Basically. what you want, sir. Yeah. Uh, I started hunting a little bit more um, in this region with Andrew this year, but I had never been up, you know, up to the area that we're in now. I mean, we're a good ways away from anything I've ever hunted. Um, and I got here at like two o'clock, I think on Friday and, uh, just decided, well, I'm just going to drive some roads and, um, you know, see what I can do. And, uh, I was just driving this, this one road that's near where we're going to be camping and stuck my head out the window, an owl hooted and a bird gobbled at two thirty in the afternoon. And my thir- first thought was, well, dang, I can't kill that bird. I'm just going to drop a pin on him because I'm used to hunting WMAs that have, you know, a 1 PM restriction. Like you got to be done at one. And, uh, and I owl hooted again and he gobbled again. I was like, man, that stinks. He is, he's like decently on fire for, and he's only a hundred yards away from my truck. And I, uh, immediately just, you know, pull out my regs and I'm just looking. Unlike Andrew, I, you know, check the regs and mm-hmm. figure it out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I'm looking and I was like, oh, daylight hours. And I said, oh, we're in business because this bird's like right off of the, basically the right side of a ridge and I'm parked right on the top of the ridge. So I just backed my truck down off the left side of the ridge and I was basically just going to walk up, you know, right up to the top edge, call a little bit and thinking, you know, there's pretty good chance he's going to peek his head over and I'll be able to shoot him. Well, that worked well until I took about five steps into the woods and a hen saw me and because she was on my side of the ridge and she ran right over to the gobbler and he did not gobble again so I was pretty pretty upset with myself on that one I mean there's there's nothing I could have done there really but still it's not often you get a bird to gobble at 2 30 you know right out the out the gates of driving onto the property so yep it's pretty pretty uh pretty frustrating to be honest but uh it ended up being all right uh some more background we're also hunting the place that uh Devin Duncan just Killed all those murked, turkeys in. Murked some just turkeys. Destroyed a couple turkeys. A yeah. lot of people has been just wiping out the population up here, which is funny because you go in there, there's still a ton of turkeys. God, dude, yes. the people that we know. The hunting public killed seven up here. Devin killed four. Uh, Tyler's buddies killed four. Wayne's killed four. I mean, dude, so many people, but there's still so many. Like it's unbelievable. Yeah. When you think about like the you literally think about the like number of them. You know, it's crazy. And if you think about. Uh, you know the ratio uh, gobblers to to hens, which I don't know what that ratio is, would be, but I, I'm thinking it'd be you know maybe a little bit more hens than gobblers or, or a close ratio. Um, you know, hopefully, you know if they have a have a good hatch this year, dude, that'll be fantastic for you two years down the road. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's exciting. Which is certainly the case this year. But then again, we heard a lot of owls and listen after listening to that meteor episode with uh, uh, Michael um, Chamberlain. Oh, Ch- Chamberlain. Yeah, he's talking about. Those uh, horned owls taking out some gobblers. I'm like, dang, dude. Dude, I would love to witness that. Yeah. Just like a turkey's burning it up in the tree, and then this freaking owl comes in and just like, like torpedoes him. Yeah, torpedoes him. Oh, my God. Out of the tree, rides him all the way to the ground, and is dead. I'd, I'd scare the owl off and take the turkey. Hey, there you go. <laughs> It'd be like a, a new type of like falconry. It's just like tame an owl. <laughs> Get an owl and, and turkey like, hunt with it. Take I got chills. I got chills all over my body right now thinking about that. <laughs> Dude, you know how – okay, again, I, yeah, I went down a rabbit hole a couple weeks ago with falconry, just meeting a guy up at uh, Oak Mountain State Park that was hunting squirrels with his red-tailed hawk. But, d- oh, my gosh. Those things are hardcore. Anyways, back to turkeys. Yeah, back to, yeah let's get back, on, get back focused. 
Ice cold. Ice cold. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, all of us were up here. Initially, uh, we were all driving around trying to roost. I drive past a field with Tyler, and there's three strutters in it. And the public comes right up to that field, and they start going up in this bottom uh, that heads up onto public. And they're, like, heading up this drainage that goes way up to this big, tall ridge. And I'm like, dude, I think they're going to roost up there tonight. Well, we all encouraged them a little bit. We did. So they were walking around in the field. I don't – they probably would have went up there anyways, but we stopped on the road and, like, hollered at them and stuff. And they gobbled at it. And they gobbled. That's the part that's crazy to me. I know. Like, I, I rolled These down are, like, the public land turkeys that are just like, oh, person in a truck. Go! Oh! Yeah, I know. I part – like, <laughs> hit I stopped that horn. in the middle of the road, and Tyler pulled up next to me. I was like, oh, I wonder. And I, bu- I bumped my horn, and, dude, all three of them fired off at the same time. I was like, oh, my gosh. There was a – Three of them, and there was like seven hens, and they start walking up this valley, and I'm looking at the map. I'm like, dude, we can make it in there. So me and Tyler freaking haul around back onto the public, hit this trailhead, and run 1.2 miles, measured it, ran back there to cut these turkeys off, beat them there by like five minutes, but uh, we just don't get, we don't get in the right spot. We were like 60 yards out of the game, kind of, and they came up there and pitched up, and we're like, okay, we'll come back in the morning. So we go back in the morning, and we, like, belly crawl on them, like, before daylight, dude. It was, like, a bright night, so we had to belly crawl, and we got right there with them, and they're gobbling 50 yards from us the next morning, and we're like, this is about to happen. It was, like, a perfect setup. And then Andrew did the same thing that he always does when I've hunted with him when I've we're under roosted turkeys. I've been directly under turkeys several <laughs> times in the last couple of years, and this has happened every single time. I moved, I took off my vest sitting against the tree because I don't like to have my vest on like up against the tree and I moved and I hear perp, perp, and I look up and there's a hen like 20 yards away <laughs> sitting there staring at us. I was like, oh, yeah, Tyler, Tyler laid into me for that one. He, yeah, uh, what, what did he say again? I can't say it on here. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I can't say it. He said, he said the same thing you can say when rolls up here You could say it, you just got to bleep it, which would be really funny. Can I say it and then you just bleep me? And then Tiffany won't get in trouble? Uh, won't I don't you have to go. Sure, I'll go find it and bleep it. We're f- aren't we? On the video and everything, he turns and just whispers that. I was like, yeah, we probably are, bud. <laughs> and this hen turns around and she flies straight to the goblins. I was like, God, I'm an idiot, man. Why can't I do it right? Oh, shoot. I got a lot of background noise with me. I'm hitting my mic left and right. Sorry. Oh, yeah. I, well, see, yeah, we don't have the amplifier plugged up because so, we're in the woods. So we can't hear ourselves, so the audio might be a little rough here. People are like, yeah, we've been listening to it for like 20 minutes. So it probably yeah. turned us off by now. That happened, and then we found this log, and we're like, well, we'll sit up against this log, and we'll just hang out here, because surely one of these turkeys is going to come back up here when the, they can't get hens or something. And so uh, I laid down and took a really good nap, and uh, we heard a, a couple turkeys that came up on different ridges, but nothing that we could really get to. And we basically wasted our morning going in there. We thought the turkeys would, like, stick around up there, and every one of them pitched off and went somewhere else. Like, did not spend any time on that ridge. So that sucked. Um, while, well, one just, of them was still in there at, like, 1230, though. Okay, so that's did, an interesting thing. I mean, the, I I hate to skip forward, but that's kind of relevant. The hen, the hen, yeah, I'm glad you skipped forward because my day was uneventful. We'll get to this in a minute. So, um, yeah, the hen that I bumped, she flies to the gobblers. The gobblers pitch down with her, and they go way down in the valley that we walked through to get there. And you can hear them gobbling down there, and you can hear them gobbling left to right, like they're walking down downstream, basically, in this creek bottom. 
and you can hear them going and going and going, and they get farther away and farther away, and then they get to the confluence of these two bottoms where this this bottom that we're sitting over hits another one, and uh, there's like kind of a little bowl area right there, and he quits gobbling at like, I mean, it was pretty early. It was probably 8 o'clock at the latest, and uh, we kind of forget about him. And then later that day, me and Mark went back in there a different way and tried him from a different angle, and we struck him up, and he was in that exact same spot at 1230. So he just, like, hung out there with the hens all day. And that was another good lesson in, like, working a bird up because you gobbled on the call, like, eight times mm-hmm. before he finally hit it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he so wasn't interested, but he at least I gobbled. on gobbled. a box call. A little, a little courtesy gobble. <clears throat> yeah, which uh, – I wouldn't recommend doing on public land at all. But the place that <laughs> even though we've done it a lot, hey, it's well, worked. So the place that we're doing it's it's I it's mean it's got to be smart. It's a wilderness area. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the way I'd put it. It's not literally, but it's a wilderness area. Like you can go back and you get so far and the access is so limited with the terrain that like you know whether or not there's somebody in there. Not just that, but also in some of these spaces, it's quite open. Actually, ridiculously open, as we'll hear. You can like see Mark's story yards. and a bunch of our stories as well. But like, yeah, so I mean, I would hope you know you could see somebody you know come across the side of the ridge if you started gobbling. Well, oh, another yeah. thing too, you got to think about context. I mean, nobody else is part. You're like you're not like parallel with a bunch of other walk-ins where people yeah. can hear you. And also, I mean, it's the middle of the day. Mm-hmm. I mean, the num- There's probably like. I've seen, like, one truck in the woods mm-hmm. the whole time I've been here from, like, 11 o'clock on. So, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, again, like. Don't, don't be stupid. Don't go also, gobbling like, down in a swamp or anything like don't that. Don't gobble and then have a fan in your hand no, or even a decoy very, out. Yeah, I mean, the, the area we were, you know, it was, I mean, where we were standing, the, the closest uh, road access besides where we parked is over a mile and a half. And we drove by it and there was nobody there. And we were, like you said, standing on an open ridge top where you could see all around. So unless someone crawled up the side of the hill and popped up at 30 yards and shot me, you know, then we wouldn't have had a problem. But, yeah, I had the box call, and I figured they were down there. So I just I yelped on it, and then I gobbled on it, and then I yelped on it, and I gobbled on it. And a couple times, and he, he gobbled right there, right down there in the bottom. And Mark was pretty surprised about it, weren't you? <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. I, I looked at Andrew, and I was like... Well, a little shocked there. <laughs> he, he thought I was just being an idiot. I, I, I literally, at this point, like, you did it like five. I mean, you gobbled five times before he gobbled. Oh, yeah. And then and the I, last one, he hammered it, and Mark turned me in, and he went, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Don't fall over now. <laughs> so, yeah, but he wouldn't do anything. I mean, that was one of those instances where it's like you got to reach down their throat and pull a gobble out. Yeah. I mean, they just, like, refused to gobble at anything. But so, you showed yeah. in Georgia that sometimes if you get them to gobble once, sometimes they'll get fired up and go with it. I mean, yeah, and that's the idea. Which you know, if you got some private land, you know, you you have a lot more freedom to do stuff like that, uh, to to gobble on like a box call or if you can do it on a mouth call. And I feel like we were talking about this. They're so they're such social animals that when they feel like there's a big commotion like that going on, it's like they feed off of it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like when you get around your buddies, you're probably stupider than you are when you're just by yourself, you know? Especially when you're, like, a teenager and you're hanging out with all your friends, you typically do, like, stupider things. Well, you did. I yeah, did. yeah, yeah, I don't you know did. about everyone else. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say, uh, Andrew's over here like, yeah, we used to skip 22s off the water. <laughs> like, yeah. on the river, yeah. yeah. Don't do that, kids. <laughs> we used to burn each other. Yeah, burn each other. <laughs> I'm like, what? 
kind of childhood did you have? I had Small toughness Jimmy. contests. God. It's called being a man. You would understand it. 15 years old, baby. Well, this explains a lot about Andrew, how he turned out how he is. <laughs> I take no offense. I'm proud of my upbringing. <laughs> but, uh, so, yeah. Don't forget about your raising. Uh, it's my roots, my raisin, man. <laughs> I was going to say, if you if you move your headset, make sure. Yeah, I know this headset's moving all over my head. I was going to say, make sure you pull your mic up a little bit so it stays consistent. Hey, I'm trying. I'm executive producer. I'm doing my best. <laughs> <laughs> what was I talking about? Exactly. See? Start talking about skipping 22s off a of, off of river and you yeah. get sidetracked. Yeah. No, but um, kind of uh, y'all going in at 12, 1230. And yeah, and we that one. Yeah, if you got some private land. Where you have like more freedom to do that, like you got a big chunk of private you can hunt, especially if it's like your own land or something, and it's not a hunting club that you're sharing with twelve other people, then uh, dude, goblin like that, I feel like can get them fired up big time, because you see it in the mornings too. Like typically on like a good morning, at least in my experience, you'll have one turkey that starts, and then a, a bunch of others join in, and yeah. it's like they're like, okay, we're goblin this morning. Yeah, we're it's feeding. like one of them gets it started. They're like, okay, we're doing this. <laughs> Oh, so, God. Yeah, but that same morning that I was scaring hens, Mark, you just take it. You're you're the star of the show here. Yeah, so uh, I guess the night, it all started the night before. Um, after spooking that bird in the middle of the day, um, or spooking one of his hens, I guess, I just kind of, you know, rode around, walked in a few places, scouted, kind of got a lay of the land, and then um, we met up and talked a little bit about things, and then... I guess it was right before dark. I was just kind of driving roads, trying to figure out, um, you know, where birds were going to be. And basically, the way this place sets up, um, there's a lot of roads that are on ridge tops, and you can hear. I mean, you can hear easily 500 yards on either side, so you can cover a lot of ground just kind of going. And every time that you get to a, uh, you know, either like a saddle or the top of a ridge or something like that, where you've got good, you know listening lanes on either side of the road just stopping and owl hooting off both sides um and that's what i did and sure enough uh right before um right before basically the birds were about to quit i mean this was probably going to be one of the last spots i went to i got one to gobble way down in a valley um turned out he was i I ranged it the next day he was 570 yards from where i uh um i pinned him at the night before but i kind of just had a very rough idea i knew he was in a drainage um, he gobbled like three times that night. Um, so I, I knew he was in this drainage. I didn't know which exactly um, point that he was coming off on because it seems like a lot of the time that, uh, you know, birds like to roost in drainages. But in hilly terrain, it seems like they really like to roost on the points coming off of drainages. Um, and so I figured he'd be on one of those points. And uh, so just went back the next morning and uh, I came in from the other direction because I actually drove down there that night to try to get him to gobble one more time, being a little bit closer to him, and he wouldn't do it. It was it was just too dark. And uh, but I saw that the area that he was probably in was you know at least butted up to this this place where there'd been some recent timber harvesting and prescribed fire going on, um, and it was really really open. And there were a lot of like um, logging roads up on the top of the ridges and stuff. And there's actually some some dust bowls out in it and things like that. I was just looking at it in the dark with a flashlight mm-hmm. and uh, kind of checking it out. And I was like, okay, he's probably going to come this way because where I heard the bird from, if he had pitched up and walked up that ridge, it was really thick um, and just a little bit too tall for turkeys to probably feel comfortable. So I ended up just deciding that I was going to go in um, from the other direction. But I didn't really know exactly where he was. 
Um, so that next morning I went in and uh, about six o'clock he gobbled at about 250 yards and he was he I was one point off of where I pinned him I, I pinned him one point over from where he actually was like one ridge point one ridge point over yeah, yeah. but yeah. I was you know I was within 250 yards of him when he and, gobbled and I these kinda, are spur ridges coming yes. off like a main giant ridge yes and I, I basically was trying to you know if I don't if I I thought about walking in early and I'm glad I didn't but um, you know, it's just one of those things like you might walk under him and even, even more so than that, you might walk to where you're close to him, but you're not in the right spot. And I've done that several times to where, you know, you walk in real close and then you can't move on him if you need to. Mm-hmm. And so basically, um, where I ended up at, um, you know, I could hear him gobbling and I was like, okay, he's off of this, the end of this, um, point of this ridge. So I kind of dropped off to the side and started working towards him through this stuff. And it's really open. I mean, it's, um, there's just, you know, very scattered trees here and there. There's, you know, nothing on the ground cause I just burned it. Um, and I'm working through kind of going tree to tree, just trying to decide how close I can get. Um, the one thing that gave me confidence in, well, there's a couple things, I guess. Um, first off, just based on the first day, it seemed like this place had a lot of birds, and I've really struggled in Alabama. I mean, I've I've been down here two years, and um, I killed a Jake. This, you know, this is my third season down here, and I killed a Jake, I guess, a week ago. Yeah, and that was the first turkey I'd ever killed in Alabama, and I'd I'd really actually that was the first turkey I'd ever killed on public land, um, and so I'd really struggled to to get on them, and uh, and just I don't know, I've just messed up a lot of opportunities. I've called called birds in for other people and things like that, but mm-hmm. just hadn't had it happen for myself so um, i think you're you're a great example of like how a turkey season can turn around like that yeah yeah exactly so i pretty much just knew in my head i was like okay number one like there's a lot of birds on this place if you mess this one up it's okay and number two um i kind of was thinking i was like of all the people that i you know that y'all interview and that i talk to and you know just just talking to y'all and things like that like um i knew that uh that i probably should just try to get as close as possible because uh you know because that that's where my odds are going to be best yeah so i just kind of kept pushing kept pushing and one but the other thing that gave me confidence to get close was the fact that there was a um there was a little row of it wasn't a row per se but it was just a strip of young pines right on the edge of this harvested area before it dropped off into the mature um you know unthinned woods and, and so this uh, harvested area was like open. Yeah, I mean like, it was like, super open. It's it's yeah. I mean the woods up here are pretty open to begin with, but I mean mm-hmm. we're literally talking like there's probably ten to fifteen trees per acre or something like that. I mean it's not many at all. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and it's it's a pretty good sized area that's been harvested. But like I say, that you know birds like going into stuff like that. It's been freshly burned, so they can kind of pick around. Um, the trees that they left were, uh, this actually, technically this area was a shelterwood harvest. So they're trying to regenerate oak there. Can you explain um, what a shelterwood harvest is? So a shelterwood harvest is basically where they, um, they cut out a lot of the trees. It, it's used mainly to regenerate, uh, oak species, but they use it for a few other things like longleaf occasionally, but it's mainly used for oak. Um, and it's where they basically cut out a bunch of the trees to let some sunlight in, but they don't want to let too much sunlight in because then things like sweet gum and yellow poplar and red maple take over. Um, mm-hmm. Oaks do well with like intermediate sunlight levels. So, you know, just having a few trees here and there. Um, so basically they 
cut a bunch of trees out, but they leave some oaks in it, you know, to both keep sunlight there as well as, you know, keep producing acorns that are going to then turn into young oak seedlings. And then probably 10 years down the road, they'll go in and, uh, and take the oaks out. And they also burn it because contrary to what most people think, oaks actually respond really well to prescribed fire as long as it's applied appropriately. Which is what your research is on. Yes. Right. So go <laughs> yes. listen to Hunt the Land podcast if you want to hear about that. <laughs> yeah. Really interesting. So uh, so anyway, I'm like easing through this area that's like really open, freshly burned, but there's this strip of uh, of young pines there that I know the turkey's not roosted in. I know he's not in the harvested area because I, you know, at this point I can see well enough to see he's not in any of these trees, and I know he's not in that strip of young pines because they're too small. So basically, I had something there to provide a visual screen to let me get in as close as I needed to. Um, as I'm easing tree to tree, he's gobbling. And at one point, I mean, he was just gobbling on his own. Anytime that I would just hoot at him very lightly, just like a one note, he would gobble if I, you know, just wanted to know where he was. And at one point I was like, actually twice this happened. I broke twigs walking in, um, you know, just kind of sneaking along and I accidentally broke a twig (laughs) and he gobbled. So he's just begging to die. Yes. Oh, so as I'm easing tree to tree, (laughs) I, I see laying on the ground. This four-point side of a shed <laughs> antler, <laughs> and it's a pretty decent-sized shed. I mean, yeah, it's not, a like, good massive, shed. but, I mean, it's pretty decent size. So, um, you know, I reach down and pick it up, and he's sitting there gobbling, and I'm trying to get it in my vest. Oh, my God. And, uh, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, so I get it in my vest, and I'm, like, easing along, and I stop at this one tree, and I'm looking, and I'm, you know, at this point, at this point, he's gobbling pretty good, and... It's starting to get light enough that I'm getting a little bit nervous, but I, I, I realized that um, basically where I was set up was um, trying to describe the spot. So in front of me, there's this strip of uh, pines before it drops off into the unharvested area. To my right is this ridgetop road that I'm logging road that I'm basically just below as I'm easing along. Um, and then just on my side of that strip of young pines, there's another logging road that kind of butts up to that one and um, form an intersection. And basically I knew that that bird was probably going to come up on one of those roads. If he came on the one that was on the ridge that I was on, then he was going to be an easy range. Uh, I'm not up top, but you know, he probably would stick his head over my side and I'd be able to shoot him pretty easily. But if he stuck on that, you know, farther one and eased down into the bottom, you know, basically just following parallel with that strip of young pine, uh, I was not going to get a shot because he was going to be too far. So I realized I needed to get up one more tree, and I'm glad I did. I eased up one more tree and uh, sat down and let him gobble a couple more times, and then I just gave him a few light clucks. Um, after he gobbled once, and I, I gave him a few light clucks, I think he gobbled again, and I gave him a few light yelps, and then I just kind of shut it down. Um, and then a little while later, and at this point, I guess uh, legal sunrise was at like, I think it was at like 623 or something like that um, on Saturday. And so at this point, it's like 615 or so. Um, I hear a few hens just soft calling down more in the bottom than the bird is. So I'm kind of even with the bird, um, you know, elevation wise, and these birds are a little bit below. Um, So I was a little nervous about that, but it didn't sound like they were in the tree with them, which was good. And uh, so I just kind of, um, next time he gobbled, um, I just gave him a few yelps and he gobbled back at that because, and that was, I just kind of wanted to know that he knew that I was over there cause he hadn't responded to anything else. I'd more of just been responding to him. And, uh, 
so he gobbled at that and I was like, all right, that's, you know, that's probably all that I'm going to do for now. And, uh, then at about six twenty or so, I hear a really loud noise. And at first I was like, is he flying down right now? And then I just hear, I don't hear wing beats. I just hear like kind of breaking limbs. And then I just hear a really loud thud just over the ridge from me. And I was thinking, I was like, did a limb just fall or something? Like what, what in the world just happened? So I, I waited a few seconds and I just kind of gave a light owl hoot. Cause I was thinking, I was like, I just want to make sure that bird's still over there. And he didn't just get scared by a limb fall. I mean, it honestly sounded like a limb fall and I've heard birds fly down before and that's not what this sounded like. He didn't gobble. And I was like, man, that stinks. And then I just gave him a few little, you know, soft little like bubble cluck type things. And, uh, he didn't gobble. And I was like, well, of course I get real close <laughs> to a bird that wants to die. Granted, he's got hens with him, but he's gobbling good. And, of course, he just shuts down because a limb just fell next to him. And then Some maybe, luck. Yeah. And then maybe two <laughs> minutes later, he gobbles, and he's definitely on the ground just over the ridge from me. And so, at that point, I'm like, oh, okay. Um, so, he kind of – I just, at that point, like, you know, just gave him two little clucks on the ground just to let him know I was still there. He gobbled at that. Um, and he kind of was working towards me, it sounded like. And then at one point, it sounded like he was working away from me. Um, he got, he gobbled and it sounded like he'd moved a little further away. And after, you know, after looking at it, I think he was just working around this brush pile that was out on the logging road, um, where they just, you know, dropped some debris. And, uh, so I just, when he turned on that little, around that slash, it sounded like he was farther away. So I just yelped at him real light. He gobbled at that. Um, and then I saw him pop over the, I saw his fan coming over the trees oh, or coming over the ridge. Yeah. And I was like, Oh <laughs> yes. That's and, what we uh, all like. To so see. he finally like cleared the you know cleared the ridge and i could see his head and he uh he he popped out a strut and i was like oh he does not like that he doesn't see a hen i mean his head was still white but i was i was just thinking i was like this is not gonna happen and then he gobbles and at that point i was glad i've started this year carrying a range finder with me and i'm glad i did because i ranged a pine tree at 40 yards um and i'm good shooting out to 50 and he was at that point he was probably I don't know, probably eight or nine yards behind the pines. So I was like, okay, he's in range now. I'm going to let him see what he does. Um, and he stood up on the hill, and he would just slowly basically pop into strut, work towards me, do those little quick steps towards me. Um, and I could hear him spitting this whole time. Then he'd pop out of strut, gobble. I think he did that three or four times. Um, and he got to 45, and I pretty much was just like, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't. Something might happen with this and it not work out. Um, I'm, I've killed birds at 50 with my gun. I was like, I just need to go and kill him. So – I shot, ran over to him, and he was dead at it's like six twenty-five. Uh, so Mark had the best—he had the the best morning you could possibly have as a turkey hunter. Yes. Yeah. While you when you killed that bird, I was still listening for bird trying to figure out which one we did. Did we want to go after? I, I, I told ridiculous. I was probably like the first person to kill a bird in Alabama that morning. Dude, that's I mean, he early. flew down. He flew down before legal sunrise. Golly, like it's unreal. I mean, just he was he was fired up, and I. It was something else. At just, the moment you killed that bird, a hen was putting at me, ruining my hunt. <laughs> <laughs> it's all perspective. You probably, got, you probably you felt your phone vibrate, and you're like, man. <laughs> but oh, man. I, I just, I don't know. I couldn't believe it. I've just had so many messed up hunts that I've, I mean, I've just messed up a lot of hunts. And then this year has been really tough. Like, me and Andrew have been several times. Oh, yeah. and I've, I've been about poison for hunting with andrew um or we've been poisoned for each other because we'll go and either neither of us will hear birds or i won't hear any when i go with (laughs) and uh, if we split up or something so it's just been a tough tough really couple years down here i mean i I hunt a lot 
you know, I'm originally from North Carolina and we have a farm there and I normally kill a bird or two off of it pretty easily. But, um, yeah, it was something else to finally make it happen on Alabama. I got your text after those turkeys like flew away and our hunt was pretty much over. I got your text. I, I turned to Tyler and I said, Mark killed one. He went, a Jake. <laughs> <laughs> I was I honestly like, I, it didn't happen for probably 10 or 15 minutes, but at one point, like, I think I was, like, taking photos with the bird. I was like, man, I can't wait to see Tyler. <laughs> Dude, he was giving you a hard time. Like, it was kind of he was ruthless. He was not. For somebody that, you know, just got into turkey hunting recently, I mean, he's fired up about it. Well, this, I, this I love that, thing. but he was just, like, he oh, was yeah. wearing on me. I was like, my gosh, man. Uh, trust me, I feel bad enough about my season. <laughs> like, it's been, it's been rough. Tyler... Tyler's a, he's a crap talker. He'll 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 shoot a Jake. I promise you he'll shoot a Jake. <laughs> if he has a chance, he'll shoot a Jake. Shoot. There's nothing wrong with shooting a Jake. None of us are against shooting Jakes. But no, it's I funny. With, I was with a clap of Jake today. Uh, it's funny. It's, <laughs> it's funny to pick at each other. If you can't pick at each other, then you're just not having fun. Yeah, but yeah Tyler. Tyler takes it to a new level. Tyler's <laughs> dude, he's relentless. Yeah, <laughs> but it was just it was so funny. Like when he rolled up. But, um, so basically I killed that bird and I was like, man, this is, this is cool. Like that's definitely the earliest I've ever killed a turkey. And I mean, really picture perfect hunt. And I think the key was with that one was just getting close enough. Um, yeah. and I, I didn't really do a ton of calling. I mean, I don't know that he would have come that way anyway, if I wasn't calling, cause he definitely had hens. I think what happened was he flew down out into that open area that had been harvested because he wanted to hook up with his hens. I think they were going to, um, fly down the same way. And uh, did you just hear a gobble? Well, the woodpecker went off, and I was waiting for a gobble. Oh, I thought uh, it was a gobble. Like Bart was, was talking. I didn't want to interrupt you, but I was like, <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, we're going to put pause for a second. We're going to hit pause real quick. They're about to grab their guns. Anyway, back to the story. Yeah. So, so I think the key was just getting close enough to him to where basically he was just wanting to, you know. I think what was going to happen was he just was kind of easing through there anyway, but I was able to get him to come that extra 10 or 15 yards, peek his head over the ridge, um, you know, and try to display to see where the hen was. But, I mean, you could tell, like, as soon as he popped over that ridge, he was like, where is this hen at? And, I mean, he kept mm-hmm. gobbling. I think he was getting a little frustrated with it. But Yeah. Um, head looked like a snowball. Oh, it was golly. When I saw when I saw those tail fan feathers, because the whole time I'm just like, well, how am I going to mess this one up? Like, is he just not going to come? <laughs> way or? to have confidence there, bud. And, yeah. I mean, I was just, it was. <laughs> I'm the same way. I'm the yeah. exact same way. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, I wonder how I'll spook this turkey. The, like, kind of jumping ahead, but the one we got on that was on, like, you know, doing his thing at like 200 yards. Uh, to be honest, I didn't even get that fired up because I'm like, there's no way we can kill this thing. Oh, like, me where too. he's at. I, I was like, it's like how are we gonna scare yeah. him? It's like I. There's like situations where you experience it. You're like, there's, there's not. It's not. There's no way. Yeah. It's because the terrain where he's located, the openness of everything. Anyways, but back, yeah. back to the story. I mean, it's a cool life lesson. Talking about like how you got in on that bird, found him the night before. You went in. He still had hens, but you played it soft. Still talked to him. But you played it soft enough where he. I'm, I'm guessing he probably thought there was a hen closer to him. He wanted to mm-hmm. pick up before he went down. Yeah, I think it was just kind of one of those deals where he was going to fly out into that open area anyway, um, and he figured he might as well just, you know, check out what's going on over the hill before he walks down to his other hand. So, Curiosity yeah, I, like, <laughs> I ran up to him, and I, <laughs> I yelled real loud because <laughs> I was just like, oh, my gosh, this is like two years' worth of struggles. Yeah. I mean, really, this is my third – like I say, this is my third season down here, and I've been struggling, so that was – 
really nice. It would have been awesome if you yelled and a gobbler just like. Are you sure that's not a gobbler over there? Yes. I swear I keep hearing a gobbler. Andrew, it's a woodpecker. Okay. Pecking on pine. Woodpecker pecking on a pine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Finish that. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, So I got him. I took him up on the hillside, got some pictures with him and stuff, and I was sitting there and it was like, I guess it was seven o'clock or so when I like finished up with him, and I was like, well, I gotta go check him in, and then I realized I was like. I'm going to be over here for a few days. I might as well figure out if I can find another one to shoot tomorrow. So I started just driving roads. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you hear another one? No, no, no. It's ma- I heard it my that mic. time. It's, definitely it, it's, a, it's 100% okay. a woodpecker. Y'all are freaking out. I was getting out. fired up for Listen, a minute This there. story's got Andrew jacked up. Clearly a woodpecker. Yeah, so I like I was like, ah, I gotta go find another one for tomorrow. And so I'm just like kinda driving around on roads and uh hooting and, and also kinda checking where, where people are parked, where pressure is. And I got one to gobble at probably seven thirty or something like that. And he was pretty well I mean, pretty much every time. I guess I only hooted at him like three times, but he was gobbling every single time. So um got him marked for the next day. I mean, certainly turkeys don't always stay in the same area, but at the very least I'd rather start somewhere that I think turkeys are going to be versus somewhere that i have no clue about um pinned him and ended up actually pinning another bird that i didn't get that one location as well it was a lot further away and only gobbled once so then i kind of hung around with andrew the rest of the day and tried to roost last night and did not roost anything so yeah it was pretty slow last night yeah i mean we saw those turkeys again and we were the turkeys in the field slobs just big old dude swanging beards dude just Glassing them, Look I could at see the spurs. their spurs two hundred yards. I was like, "Oh man, they're studs." There's <laughs> probably probably four and a half year old turkey right there. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we were gonna go after those, and then the more I thought about it last night, the more I was like, "There's no way we're gonna kill those things because they're just going straight onto private. There's just no room to work back there." And so I'm just like, "Yeah, let's go somewhere else." So we went somewhere else this morning, uh, and basically it's just a long, long, long road on this huge ridge we worked back we heard two gobblers the first time right uh yeah like right at light you know right when they started gobbling you know jake uh, we haven't talked yet you run through the story oh well yeah i was gonna say so me me and clay hunted yesterday and had less action than all y'all we literally heard three birds one of them that was the closest i heard uh, but you killed it. It don't matter. Listen, I, I, I won't hear oh. any birds if I kill it. Okay. We're good. That's a better okay. morning. But um, <laughs> heard, like I heard eighteen birds. It was slow. It was super <laughs> slow, man. Super All slow. Perspective. Yep. <laughs> but uh, no, we heard three birds. Uh, two across the road, back away, like on the other side of the truck, uh, that were going ballistic. But again, nothing really happened that morning. Um, and I felt, dude, you took us up a daggum an incline, sir, yesterday. I was about to throw up at the top. Where were, yeah, oh, we're trying yeah. to roost some birds that yeah. you know where I thought they were at. I didn't feel too good. Either. No, thank you. And I like, just started trucking right up that thing. And my thing is like when I'm going up a real steep hill, I can I can like I can go a long ways uphill, but when I stop, I like I break down. I can go way up the side of a hill and be fine, but then if I stop at any point, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna die. I just got to go straight up the thing in one go and then die when I get to the top. (laughs) Well, anyway, so we we went through all that. But, yeah, this morning you decided we wanted to go go to another spot, uh, which really you're just trying to focus on a a long ridge that you could just kind of work the whole thing and get back there and uh, hike in, I don't know, 15, 20, 30 minutes, something like that. Something like that. Heard heard one bird gobble. A mile. I mean, we went a mile. 
I heard one bird gobble, like either couldn't tell if it was on our side of one of the uh, spur ridges or if it was on the other side, but he was in a spot I was not very eager to go into, looking at no. everything around it. I'm like deadfall, I mean deadfall for days. Yeah. Um, oh, no. Yeah. Nasty. Looking at where that turkey was, I was like, mm, no. Let's go find a different one. <laughs> yep. Man, you'd be a heck of an elk hunter. Exactly. <laughs> All that deadfall, I don't want to <laughs> deal with it. Yeah, exactly. Again, the reason why I haven't been yet. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming. I'm going to drag you out to Colorado or something. Anyway. Yeah, you get in shape, son. Mm. <laughs> but, um, no, dude. Just, you got to co- post about it, too. Heard like post about it. Hashtag mountain. Mountain offs, baby. Hashtag elk shape. Yeah, that's what I'm talking Hashtag about. turkey shape. I freaking smashed a McDonald's last night. Dude. Oh, man. Dude, Tiffany packed me some crackers and some soup. <laughs> it, was, it wasn't enough, man. Poor was, Andrew shows up and he's like, does anybody have any water? Food? <laughs> does anybody have any water? I was, like, I was like, this is day one. This God, is literally. God bless my sweet, this, beautiful just amazing wife. This isn't even day one of hunting. This is just day one of but like she, we got out here and kind of scouted and messed around. She did around. not understand that we're what we're hunting in. I'm like, baby, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to like slim up. I, I need some. I need some calories. She's trying to tell you something. I think. I know. She's hey. like, hey, get rid of your pudginess before beach season <laughs> or swimsuit the, season. You mean the Rona season? The Rona. Yeah. 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 Our beach trip's gonna get ruined by the Rona. But anyways, yeah. Turned by I, the Rona. I, so I had no food. We went to McDonald's last night, and I just, dude, you know, you feel bad when you eat McDonald's, and then you feel better after you eat McDonald's. Oh, it's not. I felt so much better. Is that Tyler? No, I wish it was. No. I was going to cry <laughs> laughing. I was like, I was so excited. I was like, come on. <laughs> but no. Anyway. Um, but yes, smashing McDonald's, slept in the trucks. Anyways, found those birds. Nothing very eager. Nothing nothing eager to us to go dive off in one of those drains after one of those turkeys because they just did not want to talk. They gobbled. One gobbled three, four times maybe. The other one gobbled once. Yeah, once. And we're like, oh, let's keep working down the working down the ridge and kind of keep going from there. Um, and dude, it was it was amazing. The train out here is is beautiful, but as beautiful as it is is as difficult as it can be as well. Yeah. Uh, not only on just you know getting through it, but also working a bird in some of these areas where there it could be super thick or you know fairly you know tight and, cl- and closed off. Man, you checking our battery? We dying? Yeah, I'm checking the battery. Put it, I'd put it in the shade. Yeah. And just got the recorder down here. Oh, he's about wait, to, he's about to lose all part. of our audio. We're about to restart everything. All right, yeah, we're good. We're good. Beautiful. So we got into this, like, bowl-type thing, right, where you can't hear from the road, like, at all, like, mm-hmm. way back in, and that that's where it went crazy. Yeah, so we we got in. We we were like, all right, we're just going to walk until we can't walk no more, and then we're going to start trying to find birds as we're going. And we get to one point where I'm like, dude, I'm, you know, I was thinking, I'm like, man, we're going in. we got to come back out. <laughs> at yeah. some time, yeah. I wasn't looking forward to it. And we get to a spot where the road kind of split, and you were wanting to, like, set up and do some blind call and just, like, chill for a second. And uh, we're setting up, and you were messing around with your gun or something, taking the the, the uh, cover off your, your red dot. And I thought I heard a very faint gobble down in that bowl. And I told you, I was like, dude, I think that, I, I, I think that was a gobble. And we're like, all right, well, let's try to go down. We, we book it down the hill. I was not going to lie. I was a little skeptical. I was, too. After <laughs> I said it, because you're like, okay, let's go. I was like, oh, I, I I hope that was a gobble. Like, I really hope it was a gobble. I hope we're not going into this hole for nothing. And uh, we get down to where the trail, like, bends around the, the, the side of that ridge point and uh, still working along this giant ridge. And uh, you yelped or cut or did something. He was like, bah! I was like, oh, he is right there, dude. He's like, I was like he's don't like, move. I was like, he's way closer. <laughs> don't move. Yeah. 
Oh man, that was exciting. And then we, cause, we and then I was like, I wasn't imagining. That. <laughs> yeah, that's what, that's the first thing you said. You're like, I didn't imagine it. <laughs> it's like, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, then we crawled on him a little bit to try and figure out where he was. He gobbled like twelve more times, and then we we thought we scared him. Well, so he's up on this this like. How do you describe that? He's like almost it's like a spine ridge that has a skinny. a bulge. It's a very skinny ridge, but has like a, a a bulge on the top of the ridge. Yeah, just like a high point. Yeah, and um, he's, I mean this high point is like twenty yards wide and like fifty yards long. Yeah, and when you're standing in the middle, you like can't see off the edges because it's so steep. I mean, mm-hmm. he's like on the top of the world, you know. Yep, and while he's gobbling, there's another gobbler down below him that was that was gobbling back and forth with him. Uh, which was exciting because, like, oh, okay, we screw this one up. We can go around and, and check him out. Well, we decided to kind of get aggressive and see if we could work that road fairly quickly up to him because we couldn't see him. We didn't think he could see us either. It's because the kind of the layout of the land, and we thought he was on the backside of that little bulge. And uh, ran over there. We get set up literally within 50 yards of where we thought the bird was. Yeah. And set up, and we call for a little bit and, and you know, do our thing and nothing shows up, nothing talks, everything just got quiet. Yeah. And we're like, well. We screwed it up. <laughs> yep. So then we swing around. There's the All the while, there's another gobbler to our right, way down in this bottom, and he's just burning it up. And heard after a, we – Heard spook- a hen down there too, so. Yeah. Kind of. But, I mean, when we thought we spooked the first turkey, we're like, well, let's just go after him because he's still gobbling the whole time. Yep. And so we swing way around and we get over there. And I think I owl hooted or something, mm-hmm. and the turkey, the first turkey gobbled right exactly where he was before. And we're like, "What the heck? We just got like 50 yards from him and called, and he didn't do anything." Yep. So, uh, and then we heard all kinds of stuff. We heard another gobble. There was another gobbler two ridges over that was just going ballistic. It might have been more than one, but yeah, just I mean, just going da, crazy, da, double gobbling. Da, da, da. Yeah, dude. I mean, just like back to back, nonstop. Uh, and then we heard some fighting purrs. Yeah, and you could hear two, two birds wings. were going at it, dude. They were flogging each other. You could hear them way down there. Uh, and then we walked. Long story short, we climbed up a mountain that was very steep. Just call that Hell's Half Acre. Hell's Half Acre. And we, I bear crawled up this thing. I went four low on it, using my hands and my feet. Four points of contact, baby. Yeah, <laughs> I climbed up this bad boy. We got up to the top. Then we actually scared that bird off. The first bird we went after. Then we actually scared him, but yeah. we didn't realize we scared him because he could clearly see the side ridge we got oh, up yeah. on. I mean, he's looking down at us. He's fifty feet above us, and he can see that whole freaking thing through the pines. Yeah, if I learned anything from this, it's like with these woods, with how open they are, and the topography is always don't underestimate how far they can see mm-hmm. because i was like oh yeah we can squeak right through there and be fine but when in reality we should have went all the way around the point of the ridge in the bottom and came up the back side of it mm-hmm. but yeah anyways we spooked him off didn't realize we spooked him off we got up top called 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 everything kind of shut down and then at 10 30 i'm starting to stand up what no, got to gobble down the bottom. There was one that circled us oh yeah we, there was one we, that circled turkeys us. were following us man like if we would have sat still Sat still and blind called. This whole time, this whole time, Jacob's like, I had a slow morning. I only heard like six birds. Yeah, it's super <laughs> slow. Super slow. It's like, you know, it's on, on my second Put hunt. me on a better spot. Second I mean, hunt dude, of the year. For a, a hunt where we didn't kill a bird, it was about as good as a hunt as you can yeah. get. Like oh, hearing yeah. that much and that much interaction. But yeah, we got up and we went to the top of the ridge where the first turkey that we thought we spooked was. 
And we're, Jacob was like, well, let's just get right here and just sit here and blind call and see what happens. Do some Jake yelp. Because he wanted to be on that point. Because like, yeah. after oh, like yeah. we thought we pushed him off the first time, he was back up there with a – there was hens down below him, and he was just – he didn't want to move no matter what was he happening. clearly didn't want to So move. when he wasn't up there and we thought we busted him, I'm like, dude, let's just go up there and act like we're another guy. Like, you know, God will do some Jake yelps and act like we're now on his spot and see if he comes back in all hot and heavy. Yeah. And uh, it yeah, kind of worked. We went up there and blind called and <laughs> – you know, let 30 minutes pass. We're kind of getting impatient. Then we're like, okay, well, maybe let's go back to the truck and drive around and come in from a different angle. Yep. Because there's still, like, five turkeys in here, mm-hmm. that five gobblers. And I'm like, surely one of them is going to, like, come in at some point. Uh, and I start, I'm like, all right, let's go. And I lean forward, and Jacob death grips my arm. I'm, I'm going to have a bruise. He, oh, yeah. He freaking snatches my arm. He's like, don't move. There's a turkey. The old dad move. <laughs> Grab his arm. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Boy, don't you move. <laughs> I can't remember exactly what you said. But like, uh, 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 yeah, I don't know what I said. I'm not, it, you said there's a bleeping turkey. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, there's a, yeah. I'm like, there, yeah. Well, you want to bleep it or did not? Nah. Uh, okay. It's so hard to find the cuss words to bleep them. Yeah, in the that's, butt. A, that's a good point. But anyway, yeah, I looked up in like in that road bed. It was all like grown up with fescue or something. I don't know what it was, but it was like you know knee high, and yeah, it's, it's all green, like bright green. And, and I we've been looking at it for a little while on the same tree, and all of a sudden you're about to stand up. I look out, and all I see is like the telescoping head, <laughs> red head, black body just up there. I'm like, that was not there like ten minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, you try to stand up, I'm like. The turkey right there. You're like, where? And I'm sitting in that hammock seat, which you know elevates me. I'm probably ten inches off the ground, whatever. Yeah. Hashtag hey, saddle hunter. Hashtag baby. Strapped <laughs> in always. Have a tethered saddle up here, turkey hunter. <laughs> I'm I'm roped up, baby. <laughs> Got a tree between me and the Turks at all times. All times, baby. <laughs> yeah. People are talking about saddle hunt for turkeys. I'm like, the last thing I want to do when I'm turkey hunting is literally Got tie that. myself to a tree. Got that predator six inches off the ground, buddy. <laughs> Ultimate platform. Uh, but anyway, um, oh man. but I was elevated, and Andrew had like, I don't know if he had a tree in front of you or what, but I mean, he's just right there. I'm like, dude, that's got to be a turkey. No, all all I could it, see was his head. Literally, oh, I just saw like a red thing and at all, the end of the road. All of a sudden, like, it goes like, it just, it just like looks to the left, and I'm like, you're like, he's moving. <laughs> and at he's the time, see, talking. you were trying to he's stand moving. up. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Rachel! <laughs> Rachel! <laughs> Oh God! But no. So you had your. You're trying to stand up. So you had your gun, like you, the butt of your gun oh, in the ground, and you're about to like smoking boy. Yeah. Well, you're about to pull the. You know, you're about to push up with your gun to stand up, and your gun's sitting there. He's like out there now. He's uh, he is out of my comfort range. You're like, I didn't dude, he's in how range. Far he was. You're like, he is in range. I'm like, all right, bud, <laughs> guns up. I don't know if that's gonna happen. And I'm sitting there. I'm doing cool as a cucumber. I'm like, I don't know if this is gonna work, dude. Because he's he saw something. We're on our phones. Uh, was, We're talking about. Dead. Oh yeah, we need to go here, man. And. uh all of a sudden, that dirt, that turkey just like starts walking, and I see how big he is. His beard swinging. Oh, he comes up, man! Old beard swinging. They just swing, and I was like, "Oh, son!" And then he just like dips off the left side, and he didn't do it quickly. He was just kind of like easing off. I couldn't see him. Andrew that throws the well. gun. Andrew throws the gun up, and I'm like, "Man, he's probably gonna like come down the side of the ridge or something." And uh, yeah, you know, he went behind a tree, and uh, never no, saw him again. Never saw him again. Mm-hmm. Andrew belly. He's like, "Man, I probably could belly crawl to the to the edge." Oh, I was I was about to bushwhack that. Yeah, dude. for sure. Dude, he's out there looking like a little Viet Cong just running through the woods. Oh, dude, I got so – it was so hot walking out. I took my shirt off and I put my turkey vest on, and I looked like one of those dudes from Tropic Thunder walking <laughs> out. <laughs> you rolled up to camp just shirtless, and I was like, all right, I guess that's how we're rolling now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's all of, like, 80 degrees up here. Yeah. But it feels know. bad after, like, 
after having some nice weather. You so wouldn't much, understand, Mark. So you kill much. your turkeys early in the morning, <laughs> and you don't have to walk around with a turkey vest on at 10 o'clock <laughs> hey, when I, it's getting to be 80 degrees. Yeah, oh, oh God. Yeah, that's and true. The wind hasn't picked up yet? Yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah, so that was our morning. Yeah, so so we, we just hiked it on back after that. Uh, came back here, and we were going to, I don't know, we might, I don't know if we still want to go over there and cross the creek. I don't know what time it'll be by the time. I mean, we got them marked. I'm planning on, you know, I'm going to try and come back here. If I can't come back here, if you don't come back here and go in there and kill that bird, I'm going to I'm going to break into your house and steal your shotgun and sell it. Well, you don't have to have the break in. Just, just come on in, bro. Yeah, I'll just knock on the door and and someone will answer and let Pro- me in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> someone will answer. So. <laughs> Well, so did we have any life lessons from that? What did we learn? Because uh, I, I feel I like, like you're terming these life lessons. It's not hunting lessons. No, no, it's just no, life lessons. It's life. Dude, hunting is your is life. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, okay. Man, listen. <laughs> Eat, breathe. Yeah. Okay, any turkey hunting lessons? Uh, I, I see one, in all honesty. Okay. Like, when we, we got in a spot, and we try to make the circle after we thought we busted that first turkey, and there's literally two, like, a bird to our left that's gobbling up on the ridge top, the one yeah. that we thought we had busted. There's hens or jakes or something fighting just over the side ridge next to us there's two birds or a bird over to our right that's goblin and i seriously thought i was like man maybe we ought to set up somewhere right in the middle and to see what happens oh yeah and i really feel like if we would have done that we got distracted yeah because the so the second bird that was goblin there's these there's that other ridge that he was on but there was two like little secondary ridges coming off of it yeah blow. and he was on one of those mm-hmm. and we were standing there looking at that spot uh where those two ridges broke off from each other, and there's like a nice little little hump right there in the middle of the ridge, and we're like, dude, I was looking at it like that's the only place in here where I could see us like calling one up because that there's so much obstruction there with the topography that he could pop over and he'd be in range, and we're sitting there staring at it, and that's where we were gonna go, but then the original turkey starts burning it up, and we got distracted, and we're like, oh, he's he's hot, let's go get him, because it was so open, I'm like, well, maybe we busted this one. Because he can see 300 yards. Yeah. And that was the thing, which we're about to get to your bird, uh, Mark. Yeah. But it's like, it was so open. I was like, man, there's no, like, I'm like, you got to have a decoy. I'm thinking, like, you have to have some kind of decoy or something. Or, like, there was no cover. There's no thickness, no thicket little areas around that you could, like, put in between you and the bird or, you know, do something like that to kind of hide the hen. Um, mm-hmm. I was like, there's there's no way. But yeah. I really think if we would have done that, talking about, like, getting into – your story, hold on, was it today? Yeah, the one from today, kind of how you were able to work that second bird in. Um, I think it could have happened. Who knows? Yeah. but And I think the other thing, too, that you got to think about is, like, I mean, if they – I mean, I don't know that this is what happened, but, like, I mean, I'm about to tell a story of, like, this happens a lot. Like, bird stops gobbling, it might be coming. And yeah. So it's, like, one of those deals where you get into a bunch of turkeys, one stops gobbling, it might just be coming. Yeah. I mean – I had that happen opening day last year, had two birds come in behind me and they got to like 20 yards and saw me and they were like, that, that was way far off from where I yeah. needed to be to be able to shoot them. So, yeah. um, I think that's a good lesson. Like, you know, just kind of be patient and see how things pan out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good point. It's easy to turn into a squirrel when you're turkey hunting. Like, oh, they're, I mean, I think that the other thing too, is it's easy to like think that they're just going to shut down. Like any, t- I know I'm real bad to be oh, like stressed. Too. I'm like, they're going to shut up in like two minutes. Yeah. It's like, well, if they do, then, you know, it's probably not going to kill them anyway this morning. Like, I can't control that. Yeah. That, I mean, that's exactly kind of how I feel after the fact is, like, you know, when they got quiet, I'm like, maybe they're trying to put a move on. And the thing is, we went through that little drainage. Because this is literally, if someone was going to kind of, like, imagine this in your head, you got the one main ridge, you got a, a big secondary ridge that comes off of it, and then there's, like, 
two or three spur ridges that all come together in this like bowl, and that's where all the turkeys are at. Yeah. And it's like we just bounce around from spur ridge to spur ridge, and it's like we just did a circle. And if we would have sat in the middle of the circle on those spur ridges, I feel like the birds were going to work in there because we climbed up that hell's half acre, whatever what do you call yeah. that freaking thing. And when we get to the top, a bird gobbles just. I mean, literally. We I, I don't right know how he didn't turkey. see us climbing up the freaking the mountain. Dude. We walked right past that turkey. Um, Which I called down there. He wouldn't gobble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, yeah, we walked right past him. But it's – um, It comes down to the fact where – we were talking about this earlier. Like, I can see how guys like Wayne and guys like Devin and everyone came in here and killed so many turkeys in such a short amount of time because these turkeys that we were hearing today, those, there are spots where it's like they just want – they do not want to not be in that spot. Like, when they're gobbling and everything, like the original turkey mm-hmm. that we ended up busting that we almost killed – it's like he wanted to be right there so bad that we he saw us, got scared off, and then came back like not even an hour later. Yeah, and he wanted to be there so bad. Yep. And it's like if you can get in those spots, if you can go out here and take inventory and get in those spots where you know they want to be and just wait there for them, they're so much easier to call in. I could totally see how you could kill several birds in a short amount of time in a high you know, population Con- yeah, high density area like this. I'm going to have to test it in my other places. I'll say one th- one other thing is, for you to do that successfully, you have to have such a level of uh, patience yes. and focus. Because the problem is you're sitting there for 30 minutes, it's hot, and you're like, crap, man. Like, you know, what are we going to do next? You're looking at your phone, and you're, you're looking around like, okay, what's the next bet? Instead of saying focus, like looking for a bird, yeah. and then you're making making you know movement, and all of a sudden the bird's got his head That's up. That's a and he's great like, point. Man, I mean, the whole time we were set up today – I, all I thought about today was the next setup. I never thought about what we were doing at the moment. Yeah, and true. It, that's definitely what cost us. But anyways, we suck. Mark, you don't suck. You you I mean, killed one know. so early yesterday were, <laughs> that you had time to drive around and hear them on the limb in different spots. It's ridiculous. So there was Mark definitely a, t- a point in this yesterday. season though where where I was like I was like man, that guy Andrew's just like. Murking birds, and I'm sitting over here like I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Like, we've hunted together. I feel like we hunt well, decently it took you two similar. Days and now we're tied. Yeah, we each got three. I feel like we're decently similar in the way we hunt and oh, yeah. calling and stuff like that. I mean, I don't think there's anything huge that we do like very differently, but um, just kind of luck of the draw getting done on the right birds. So yeah, yeah. I went uh, this morning. Um, actually, slept like a full night. <laughs> which funny story, like. I went to bed at like eight thirty or something, and they were all y'all were all still in camp pretty much. And uh, there goes Tyler. Woke up at last. <laughs> 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 Let's see if a turkey gobbles at it. Here they come. Yeah, they're gonna come right by us. I'm listening right up there. Ah. Waiting. Oh man. Could have had one go. Could have had one. All right, where were we? Uh, he was driving around five oh, yeah. on him. Yeah, so um, pinned that bird yesterday and uh, figured, you know, oh, I was talking about how I went to bed and it was like, you know, getting on up to like midnight or something like mm-hmm. that. I woke up and I'm just sleeping in the bed of my truck. I lean up and nobody's around. <laughs> they all left me. Oh, that's a good point. Very good. <laughs> they point. all just left me, and I was like, "Well, okay, cool. Guess, guess I'll see you guys tomorrow." <laughs> yeah, dude, I, no. I, listen, I didn't realize. I thought people were going to stay here. I didn't think Tyler was leaving along with uh, Clay. <laughs> and we all they're, they're turning to go out, and everybody's leaving. I'm like, "No, what? Did anyone tell Mark?" <laughs> I'm like, I just wake up and in the middle of the night, and I'm just laying in the bed of my truck. I'm like, "Well, I hope nobody comes up and you know tries to 
knife me or something because I'm just by myself, just passed out. Yeah, and dude. I didn't wake up when y'all were leaving. I sleep pretty deep, so I was For like, "For sure." I mean, it doesn't help that I've. The dude you talking about, Hunter Lindsay? No, the dude that screeched his tires. Oh, that's what you were talking about earlier. Oh, I didn't realize what you meant by that. Oh, do you, oh, bro? I was gonna ask if you had an extra one, bro. Oh, yeah. Appreciate. <laughs> All right, so listen. So while you're asleep, I'm going to lay some groundwork for you. We're all talking out here. Hunter and Lindsay's here. They're buddy and everything. Oh, dude, I appreciate it. Thank you, sir. And um, we're all just hanging out, dude, talking. It's like 10 o'clock at night. And all of a sudden, we hear this this car, this dude just flying down the road. He gets right here at the turnabout, or like the pull-off right here. And he freaking hits the emergency brake, spins, like does a, does a 360. Or actually, no, it's a 180, actually. 180, my bad. I don't, I don't know my, my directions all that much. And... Uh, and hightails it out of here. I mean, literally like some Fast and Furious crap. Um, and makes the loudest noise. I th- we thought he got an accident. Like, we thought yeah, he I like thought smoked that, a tree. Yeah, or I thought else. he ran off the road. It was crazy. But he just Yeah, Mark, just, he's up there just snoring. Like, <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know how that didn't wake you up, dude, because it was like ear-piercing. I was so tired. and like It scared the freaking crap out of me. Coming up here, we're back into the back into like the pollen zone and mm-hmm. my allergy after yesterday like we drove around some areas that had a bunch of fescue fields and stuff and like i was just dying oh yeah coughing you're like rona is that you yeah <laughs> i was yesterday afternoon i was sneezing like every every five minutes it was so bad but which i'm kind of thankful for the sneezing at least i didn't think i had the rona hey, don't don't have the dry cough man yeah yeah i did i got it a little bit Yesterday afternoon, I started coughing a little bit. I was like, ooh. But, I mean, I was just, like, sneezing up a storm, just congested. So. Yeah, eyes okay. Okay. I was going to say, I can give you your koozie back if you want it. <laughs> Appreciate it. So, uh, you, you went on one of those birds that you roosted yesterday. Or yep. you didn't roost them, but yeah. you, uh, you yeah. got them to sound off. The first one that I got to gobble, like, three times, I had a pretty good idea where he was. Um, and so, I just drove down there to him first thing this morning and got parked and started breaking light. I guess it's like 6 o'clock, something like that. And uh, I pretty much had decided, you know, since I had such good success the day before, um, just driving around and owl hooting, even on up into like 7 to 8 o'clock, um, I figured I was like I might as well just, you know, basically set up to listen to this bird. And if he doesn't, I was like not going to leave my truck. If he didn't gobble by about 6.15, I was just going to take off and try to find another one. Um, and right around, I mean, I was I was literally thinking about leaving at like six ten or something like that and somewhere in there i thought i heard a bird gobble way off um and i was like well um, basically i was standing on the edge of this area that had been uh clear cut and i was thinking i was like well there's a there's a knob out about 300 yards i was like if i cut the distance to that knob i should be able to hear better um and so at that point i just went ahead and got my vest got my gun walked out to that knob and owl hooted and a bird gobbled and I thought, basically the way this lays out, so um, where I was standing on this knob, um, it directly it's directly overlooking a creek. And this creek, is a, it's a pretty good-sized drainage down into it. And there's a bend in the creek, like basically directly, um, directly like below where I was standing. And I thought the bird was on the ridge side opposite from where I was standing, basically like on the ridge that kind of comes down to that bend in the creek. Um, and there was, you know, there was basically the main creek kind of bend, bended around to the right. And then the uh, there was a little feeder creek or a feeder drainage that came down um, to my left. So basically there's a fork in the creek like right in front of me. 
But I thought for sure the bird is on this main drainage and he's just on a finger ridge off the main drainage, the one that kind of bends around the ridge in front of me. So I was like, I'll just drop down. And at that point, I thought the bird was like 300 yards, something like that, three, 400. So I drop down uh, into the bottom, go up the other side, get on that ridge that is, you know, at that bend in the creek. And I sat there and I owl hooted, nothing. And I did a little bit of calling, nothing. And I was like, man, I was just trying to figure out, like, I, I didn't think there was any way I busted the bird. I was like, I must have misheard where he was, which I have done multiple times this year. And I got to get better at figuring out where to, where birds are gobbling at, because I, I've struggled with that a little bit. Um, but it's tough in this topography for sure. Um, so I, I just, I just decided what I've started doing this year is if I, if I lose a bird, I'm going to go back to the point where I heard it last, kind of like a blood trail, you know, mm-hmm. if you lose a blood trail, go back to the point you, you saw it last. I almost started cutting off towards where I thought the bird might be, but I was like, you know, it's still early. He is probably just flown down. If not still on the limb, I got time. I'll just walk, you know, back down this ridge, back up on the other hillside where I heard him last and see if I can figure out where he's at. So. He gobbled again, sounded like he was in the exact same spot. And I was like, what in the world? I was just over there, didn't hear the bird. At that point, I figured out that really the only way that he was gobbling where he was, and it was sounding like that, is if he was up that left um, drainage, the smaller drainage that was coming down to the main creek. And if he was gobbling off of that, my thinking was maybe it was like bouncing around in there and just you know coming out and coming back to me. Um, sounding like it was coming from that drainage, you know, basically the, the main one coming on the ridge straight across from me. So um, I started cutting some distance towards him, basically going to my left instead of going straight across where it sounded like it was coming from. And I hooted and I kind of got on the, I got on one of the ridges that was overlooking the drainage that I thought he was in. And sure enough, at that point I could hear when he gobbled after I hooted at him, I could tell he was, he was in that drain. So that point, I keep working towards him, and uh, at one point I like I sat down for a minute and uh, kind of on this flat um, that was just above the bottom, and I, I called a little bit and he gobbled at it. I was I was trying to decide what to do at that point because either a I could get up to the edge of this flat and basically be able to look you know right at the the break line of it you know where it drops down into the bottom. Um, you know, or potentially see down into the bottom, or I could back out, work all the way around and come up, you know, basically above him on the backside of the ridge. And I was debating what to do, you know, doing that would take a lot more time. And at this point it's like seven thirty, Um, and he was gobbling. Okay. He, he wasn't burning it up. I mean, he wasn't gobbling every time I owl hooted or every time I crow called, um, or even, you know, most of the time, if you gave him a few minutes between calls, either turkey calls or, you know, crow calls or owl calls, he would gobble, but he, he certainly wasn't burning it up. Just like know. on his own. Yeah. He wasn't gobbling on his own or anything like that. Like it was, it was, it was literally like me crow calling and he would gobble or me owl hooting and he would gobble. Or, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't, I don't think he gobbled on his own except for maybe the first time that I heard him. He yeah. might've been on his own that time when I like barely heard a gobble. Okay. Um, and so, um, just kind of thinking through that, I was like, he's not gobbling enough that I feel super confident locating him. Like when I wrap back around the ridge, cause it's probably going to take me 15 minutes to do that. So I, and also just having watched like some of like THP's videos as well as like listen to Mike Pentecost talk, mm-hmm. um, about some of these areas that we're hunting. Um, it seems like they're able to call birds in from a long ways. Um, 
and I guess it's just the fact, like my my only guess can be that, you know, maybe these birds in this open country, they'll, you know, they rely on displaying a lot more, but they also, you know, they probably get mixed up some just like we do about where, you know, where other turkeys are. So maybe they're just trying to get to a point where they can tell, okay, that other turkey should be able to see me. So basically where I was calling from a ridge top, you know, maybe he thought I was on the opposite ridge and couldn't see him down there. I don't really mm-hmm. know, to be honest. But yeah. I have noticed that it seems like in this open country, you can call birds from a lot further than you can um, dealing with, like, tighter, you know, uh, basically areas with more cover. Yeah. I meant to ask you real quick. The flight you are on at Ridge Top, how high was it above the creek bottom? Not very high. Uh, maybe. How much elevation? Maybe like thirty feet. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, it was it was not very. So high he was above. up above you. Yes, he was above me okay. at that point. Um, oh, at, but I could side. I could see little glimpses of the opposite ridge, and so I was looking with my binos trying to pick him out, and I could never see him. Um, and I was sitting there, and I was like, "Well, like I don't really know what to do here." Um, but I, I kind of was thinking like I might as well just play the long game, Let's just see if I can get him fired up. Maybe he'll ease over here at some point. And so I start um, just cutting at him and yelping real loud and he gobbled I think he gobbled twice my first little sequence where I like you know I I, I just kind of yelped at him and then he gobbled and I just started cutting like and he gobbled again and I was like okay like he's getting a little bit fired up and then I stopped for a minute and at this point I was basically just trying to figure out like is he just hanging out there is he coming you know what's he doing waited probably five minutes he didn't gobble anymore and I was like well let me try this again so I did the exact same thing and he double gobbled again or he gobbled you know twice during that sequence um, and then he shut up and he didn't gobble again. And I was sitting there thinking about it and just trying to decide what to do. And I was about to make a move to get on. There was a tree that was maybe five yards in front of me. And from that tree, I could basically shoot down into the bottom. Um, where I was at was pretty thick. There was a lot of like grape and, um, brambles and stuff like that. Um, not so thick that a bird wouldn't walk through, but it was going to be really close quarters because I was, you know, right on that ridge end, it was pretty thick. And so either A, the bird might get hung up in that stuff, um, and not want to come through it or B, you know, he could end up just popping up somewhere because, you know, best case scenario where I was set up before, I might see his head at 25, 30 yards. Worst case, he could pop his head over the ridge, you know, behind some cover and I might not see him until he's 15 yards. So... Um, basically just figured I needed to get a little bit closer to make sure that if he did come, that it was going to, you know, work out where I was going to get a shot. About that time, I look on the opposite ridge and I see the turkey strutting slightly below me in elevation. So at that point, he's about probably 150 yards. Um, and I, I, well, at first I just saw the body of a turkey and then I thought I saw like his feathers on his, he was kind of like half behind a tree, but I thought I saw his back feathers kind of uh in half strut like his tail fan wasn't fanned out but i I thought i saw the feathers kind of like furled you know up a little bit and i was like pulled up my binos and looked and i was like i think that's a that's a gobbler and uh and sure enough like i just yelped real lightly and he popped into full strut you know took a couple steps and i was like oh yeah that's him and after maybe 15 20 seconds or so of looking at him i was like looking all around him on this hillside and i was like he does not have any hens and he's obviously dropped in elevation so i was like he's probably going to come at that point, I should have definitely let him get behind a tree and then made the move to that pine in front of me to be able to get a better shot. But I just got nervous because I was like, I mean, he's coming. Like, I think this stuff, 
you know, basically to my left that was really thick. I, I was kind of thinking it was going to be too thick for him. The most obvious lane for him to come up was right in front of me. And if he came up that way straight down the gun barrel, I would see him at like 25 yards and it, it would have been fine. So I said, well, you know, let's just, let's just see how this plays out. So he drops, he, is, he drops out of strut and just starts like slowly walking over towards me. I was thinking, all right, buddy, this is, this is good. Like you're by yourself. And finally he like drops below the ridge in front of me to where I can't see him anymore. So he's down on the bottom now and I got no clue where he is. Um, it felt like forever. I mean, I was just sitting there like, and I, at one point <laughs> I was thinking, I was like, it's like, how long am I going to sit here? Like I'm, I'm going to be sitting here for like an hour if I don't hear anything from him. Cause obviously he's like strutting and he's coming to me, but, um, he's Hadn't not gobbling. gobbling, no gobbling. Like, like I say, he gobbled at that loud stuff and then he just shut up and it was cool that I was able to see him and I'm, I'm very, 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 very glad that I saw him on the ridge across from me. If I had not seen him on the ridge across from me, I don't know that I would have been ready. Um, yeah. At the very least, it would have been a much more sketchy situation. Um, I probably would have gotten up. I mean, almost certainly. Yeah. Um, even if, you know, and even if he had come in, I don't know if I would have gotten a shot. So so I can see him working towards me, and uh, and then he goes below the ridge line, and I'm sitting there just waiting for him to come. And, you know, eventually I start hearing him hearing him walk through this, this thick stuff. And it sounded like he was kind of to my left in that thick stuff, but I was hoping maybe he'd come to the right. So I just clucked at him a couple times, kind of trying to cast my calls that direction. Um, he didn't react to it. He didn't gobble or anything. He just, you know, kept on walking up. And I was like, well. So you're just hearing footsteps. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. And, and like, uh, he was like breaking limbs and stuff, walking through that thick stuff. And I was like, man, I don't really like this. And so I'm just sitting there. I mean, my, like, it was like my heart was pounding. I was breathing so heavy. Like I was having to like hold my breath to make sure I was like listening to where he's walking. Cause I was like, I don't know. I just was breathing so heavy. I was trying to just make sure I knew exactly where he was walking. Cause I knew I was going to have about a second to shoot him after he popped over the hill. Um, I went ahead, clicked the safety off and I can just hear him coming and I could hear him coming for probably a minute or so. And it got to the point like, and every now and again, it'd be like two seconds or so of not hearing him. And I'd be like, what happened? Did he spook? You know, I, it, everything felt so much longer than it really was. And finally, I hear a stick break, and I'm like, he is close. So I point my gun basically right right about in front of me. And I'm just sitting there waiting, waiting, waiting. And there's a pine tree about 10 yards from me, maybe probably, probably like 8 yards from me. And all of a sudden, he pops his head out from behind the pine tree <laughs> at 8 yards. <laughs> and I got my gun maybe, you know, I'm pointed, I don't know, maybe – I mean, you know, from the amount that my gun would have to move, it would have to move about six inches to a foot to get on him. And I, uh, and I was like, at that situation. range, he is way too close. So at that point, I'm like hoping that maybe he'll get nervous and he'll just take the route down away from here that I thought he was going to come up, which would put him right down my gun barrel. Well, he did not do that. He goes, <laughs> he, he, and I, he like comes over this hill and he goes, putt, putt, starts running. And so I like s- just kind of slowly swing on him and I'm like, all right, it's fine. He's close. Our old boy's showing up now. Oh, that was a Tyler. And, uh, You're finished telling the story real quick. And so he comes up, and all of a sudden, and I pull my gun over to him. He takes off flying, and I drop him out of the air. <laughs> <laughs> I just swung on him. I was like, boom, and he <laughs> fell like a sack of bricks. Like so I was like, quail. yes. <laughs> he just quail killed that Derek. I ain't never done that before, and I was a little nervous about it, but – it were, I mean, you know, I wouldn't have done it if it was far range, but he was quartering away from me and uh, felt like I could kill him. So Yeah. 
That's what happened. Well, hey, I could have done that on Friday. Tyler. Tyler. Come, come here. here, Tyler. Tyler, come here. Where's he at? Come here, boy. <laughs> oh, hold up. oh, really? Back in the truck. Hey, look in the back of the truck. <laughs> I got one pin for tomorrow, too, buddy. <laughs> hey, Mike, you, I mean, uh, Tyler, you might want to come over so we can hear you on the mic. <laughs> <laughs> All right, look, Clay, here you go. Let us know. What happened this morning? Yeah, tell, give us a rundown. Get that mic. Perfect, dude. Just don't step on the recorder, yeah, please. Hear me good? Yeah, you're good. Well, we're recording right now, man. All right. So, so, so this is, we got Clay Collie on here. He's uh, putting dirt all over the recorder, you know. Oh, my you know, it's, it's not weatherproof. <laughs> yeah, I'm making a dust ball. <laughs> yeah, I'm making a dust ball in the recorder over here. Dude, I am sunburned as hell. All right, so we – All right, Clay, what's the lowdown, dude? Y'all, y'all, y'all went to a hill hole. I know that. We did. We uh, camped at the gate, walked in. Let's see, I woke up at like 420, but mm-hmm. I slept in until 5. And, uh, <laughs> man, <laughs> keep going, Clay. You're good. But, um, <laughs> that ain't a Corona cough you're hearing. <laughs> <laughs> That's something else. <laughs> Come on, Clay. What's the lowdown? Okay. Okay. So, uh, walk in, start walking at, I don't know, probably 530. Get up to our listening knob. What was the game plan? Were y'all heading to a spot that y'all were just trying to listen from, or did he have an idea? Well, I had no clue what was going on. Okay. Because <laughs> I, I haven't this whole trip. Okay. So, so we walked in. We got to high knob yep. where we, we could hear birds back where we come from. We could hear them across the valley. Mm-hmm. And then um, back towards is a big private field mm-hmm. in the, like, smack in the middle of the forest. And uh, we could hear, hear any birds back there, too. And we heard, first bird we heard was like probably 200 yards from the trucks oh wow and he popped off first and then right there in those ponds right there uh probably on the other side okay gotcha 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 um but he popped off first and then another bird popped off um not far from him down that same drainage Mm -hmm. and then we're standing there i was like tyler we he was like should we go after him i was like no let's sit here a minute and then about five minutes later, I swear this bird wasn't 200 yards from us, right across the ridge. It's bam, right there. I was like, we just looked at each other, and we're like, that's the one. So I was like, well, let's give it a minute and see which one's going to talk the most. And I think the one that talked the most was the farthest one, the one we heard first. But I wasn't going to make a move on a bird that I didn't know wasn't going to gobble. Like, because what if we had ran over there, wasted all that time and energy, and then the one right there gobble the most. Sounds like exactly what y'all did. Don't give me started. Yeah. <laughs> How many did y'all hear? Uh, three. Uh, well, all together, I think six. Um, but we were on three or four that were just crazy. Dang. All listeners, of course, they, they know the story. I'll, I'll give you the lowdown after the fact. Okay. Yeah, Clay, but, yeah, just, Clay just rolled up and he, he didn't know what's yeah, happening. I don't yeah, know. What, they, I haven't known <laughs> what's, what's going on, what's on the whole coming? trip. I don't know what's going on right now. So. Clay, it is 2.30, man. All okay, right. Good. All right. So, that uh, the closest bird, mm-hmm. we waited a little bit, and he popped off, popped off, popped off. And uh, so we were just like, okay, let's go after him. So we dropped down into the bottom, come up this, oh, it's like a cliff. Come up to the top to the clear cut, which clear cuts are different around here. I don't know if you noticed that. <laughs> you got <laughs> then, a lot of deadfall? Then where we're from. A lot of deadfall? Like a lot of trees like No, there's, there's still trees in clear cut. It's not a clear cut. <laughs> yeah, it's not a clear cut. Yeah. Slut cut. Yeah, but it's or, slut. 
Well, probably if they're doing maybe the, a shelter the, wood or a seed yeah, tree. there's a bunch like of different that. stuff. I they don't do. know. I don't know the technical terms, but that's why we get Mark. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's what you're here for. But anyways, so but, it was okay. an open area with some trees on it. Yeah, so I got up to the top, and there's like so there's a tree, whatever, like 50 yards, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And then so I got up to the top, and he was like, Tyler goes, uh, I'm gonna hit a crow call real quick, see where he's at. What time are we talking here? 6.30. Okay. We got up to the top-ish, maybe 6.15. Mm-hmm. And um, and he goes, well, I'll sit here and listen to to uh, see where he is. And as soon as he ended his sentence, just bam, right there. He had flown down. And that was the only gobble that he did after he flew down. And so we, we were walking. We tried to take a little drainage, walk, try to work around him. And we popped up to look. And I was looking right where he was roosted, and Tyler just goes, get down, get down, get down. And he's a full strut out in the middle of the clear cut. Just, oh, so pretty. And then so I just eased down, and we dropped back a little bit. And I don't know, there, there's no way he didn't have hens with him. He mm-hmm. definitely had hens with him. And um, so we dropped back a little bit to try to get him. If he was going to just poke his head up, it's going to be like a 30-yard shot. And um, calling back. And just soft calling. He could have not even heard us because he was 200 yards away. And um, so he eventually, we sat there probably 30 minutes. And then he worked down with his hens down into the bottom. And I think it was the same bird we struck. We got up eventually and worked another ridge. Uh, so there's we're, a little we're, saddle. We're audio, audio show. Audio show. Huh? They can't, they can't see what you're doing with your hands. Okay. So he worked to our left. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a little, there's a little saddle right there, and it comes up on another ridge, and it's all clear cut. Okay. So he worked that same ridge, uh, not the one he was roosted on, mm-hmm. but the one to the west of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, we got to the end, and uh, we struck a bird right across um, the valley, and it sounded like it was up and over the next little knob. So we think it was the same bird, just working with his hands around, because it didn't, it wouldn't have took him long to get over there. But, um, yeah, so that bird, and then I think the there were birds gobbling the whole time we were on that bird. I mean, just left, right, everywhere. I think well, there was another. What time? Uh, wait, how, when did they stop? Uh, about 7.30. Okay, gotcha. And that's oh, when we got early. up. And then um, we actually, we walked, after we left that, we walked back to the trucks, and then we walked all the way to the end of that road, like mm-hmm. all the way back there, past the big field and everything. And we got up to another select cut um, knob, like probably the highest point in the whole place, and spooked a hen, um, walked up to the top, and we're calling. We worked down the ridge, and then we called from the top, worked down to halfway, mm-hmm. or walked down a quarter of the way, call again, and then walked down to like basically halfway down the ridge and call again. And then uh, Tyler just, like, looks down onto a little bench, and he sees them on, like, half strut. And he said, because he was blocking my view of it, and I had the binos, so. Um, let me, well, said, let's, let's do a reenactment of Tyler. So what did Tyler do at that point? Because I know Tyler was like, hold on. Like, he, was, no, he was like, he was like, don't move. <laughs> 
<laughs> he's like, don't move. There's one. Super serious. Right like, super serious voice. Yeah. Like, like serious. dad voice. Like, <laughs> like you are in trouble. Do yeah. not move. You're about to die. Yeah. <laughs> don't move. He's all, he's all business when it comes to like. Oh, dude. It's so. It, like, it just. So serious. Like, oh, messing around. Nope. Yep. Nope. We're hunting now. <laughs> yep. It's hunting mode. But, um, yeah, so he thought he, he didn't spook. He mm. never saw us. Well, until we spooked him after that. <laughs> but at that point, he had not seen us yet. Well, that's true any turkey. Yeah. At, 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 at that point, he had not vis- had not visualized us up on the hill. Sky- skyline, like perfect skyline. He materialized. If he had just like, looked straight up, he would have saw us perfectly. But um, oh, man. he thought he worked like on the other side. So we take like two steps. and Or Tyler takes two steps and I'm watching. And I just see him, boogie, 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 gone. <laughs> He had actually worked towards us. He was going oh, to come man. at us. Uh, man. But, it, like, what are you going to do? They're not talking. They didn't talk since 730. Yeah. Like, there's only so much. He, he was alone. So, I don't know. That's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's cool, though. That was bad. We went and uh, waited in the creek a little bit. Our feet got hot. Dude, I listen. Oh, I, that felt so great. Sh- we got that close was the enough. best day of the whole. We got close enough to one creek. I was... Like, we drank a little water out of it too. <laughs> we about to see, we it was good. I bet, I bet it was. <laughs> it was clean. Eighteen hours later, let's see yeah, how this is going. going. Dysentery. <laughs> yeah, I'll do. Listen, listen, man, this toilet it. paper shortage. It's gonna be a bad <laughs> time to get a. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go uh, go stop in <laughs> Oxford and yeah, go to urgent care. But hey, I just uh, yeah, there was yeah some nasty water I drank out of. But no, awesome. But so y'all got out here late. So what are y'all fishing down there, man? What took y'all so long? No, we were. You thought it was like seven thirty. Like, all this is happening. We were okay. It was like <laughs> at this point. Well, we took a nap for a long time. I mean, saw logs. He said I was snoring. Um, y'all cuddle up. Uh, no, we kept our distance six feet apart at least. <laughs> right, I think we were at least like fifteen. So we're good. Oh yeah, we're, we're good. Ki yeah, we're good. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we just went down. We were gonna go around to that bird and I looked at Tyler I was like is it even worth it like look at this creek so we, we were like yeah let's just go put our feet in the creek so we just sat on the log with our feet in the creek for like 45 minutes well, wait a second so you got a bird gobbling and you just no no he didn't gobble this was like it uh that was the second one that we the one that he saw and that we spooked gotcha. he was it was like it 12.30? Oh, well, okay. uh... 12.45? Mr. Jake Turner killed another longbeard. <laughs> yeah, no, you didn't. Yeah, it's in the bed of the truck. Oh, yeah. That's Show me, grab the spurs. At. Look at... Well, hey, we got a headset. You got eight-foot cable. Easy there. Easy there. Yeah, you got to do some... What the heck? <laughs> hey, he's a killer, man. What time? That's the one on the right. Uh, Probably, I don't know, like seven-something. <laughs> Tyler says everybody gets lucky once. Would yeah. that be twice now? Twice. What about what about twice? Well, he's, he's walking away. Jake they both argument. have super dark spurs. Jake Malone. Old Jake. Jake Turner. <laughs> yeah, I just got done telling about how I it came into five yards and or oh. eight yards. And yeah. Eight yards. It, yeah. Well, it came through some Did brush. Did his head off? It was no, no. <laughs> <laughs> he pops out from behind the tree, and I was like, oh boy. And my gun's like a foot off, and so he starts like he puts and starts running, and I start to swing on him. He takes off flying. Boom! Shot him out the air. Dude, <laughs> that's all I like to hear. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> It's like a big pheasant. And I, I ran down there, and he was, like, flopping around like crazy. I mean, it, he was dead, though. I, it hit, like, I think the center of the pattern hit, like, right at the base of his wing. Mm. But I definitely caught, caught like, much I don't it. think I caught much of his head, but I caught a lot of his neck. How so. far was he in the air? Probably 20, 
25 yards. 25. So, he wasn't very far. That's the only reason I did it. I wouldn't have done it if he was a long ways out or if he was going straight away. But a quarter-in shot like that and that close, I was like, okay, my pattern. I'm a, I'm either going to knock this bird, like, straight out of the air or it's – Knock him out and go ring his neck. Yeah. But, sure enough, it was – it was good. Folded them. Yeah. I'm gonna have to. I was like, I like lost my there. mind with that half, and I was like, what is going Folded on, like, dude? Big old dog. So find a shed, kill a bird, and then I, I like call a bird the whole time though. Like when he was coming in, basically, you know, I'm not gonna go through it all because we already went through yeah. it um, while we're recording. But like he was coming through thick stuff, but I'd seen him on the opposite ridge, and I was like, I can't, I can't move. I needed to move about five feet to another tree to be able to shoot where I needed to, and basically, like I was calling him into some really thick. He thick came brush. through all that. Oh yeah, he was kind. Of, I mean, I literally like it was a little bit different than um, you know than this right here that we're sitting next to. But I mean, it's about that thick. It's pretty pretty thick stuff. And I, yeah. So Dang. it was. He uh, was ready to die. Dude, there was a gobble. Dude, there was a gobble. Are you kidding me? Andrew just struck a bird. And literally at the park. Apparently, like thinking about what he's gonna do about it. <laughs> At the camp Hey, spot. don't change shoes. Just wear your tennis shoes. Yes, they're lucky. Run over there with a shotgun. You want my killer Crocs? Shh. Hey, hey, Shh. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wow. Not, now, now that we're listening. All right. Are you going to go after him? Andrew, what are you doing, dude? All right, yeah, whatever. I'm about whooped. Wow, guys. All right, Jacob's going to have to go kill him turkey. I've had two full I'll go weeks. with you. Dude, listen. Well, let's wrap this up then. We're over here talking about Jake smoking. What lessons did y'all learn? Uh, practice your wing shooting skills. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler. No. Um. <laughs> hey, he came up with your name nickname, Tyler. Ja- Jake Malone. Tyler, I think I didn't he's anything a last Tyler's night. a sprinter. I think he needs like in the morning. Usain. I didn't hear anything in the afternoon. Usain. Yep. What? Like something like that. Some uh, kind of sprinter name. A Tyler's strut. a sprinter. He just runs to the yeah. woods. Yeah, I think uh, that's why he's scaring all the turkeys away, man. I think the biggest thing is like setups, everything. Like obviously, yeah. I lucked out with uh, getting a shot at him on the wing. But uh, I think setups, everything, and then like I say, you know, if they're if they're not gobbling, they're probably coming, or at least assume they're coming. Um, setups, everything, and then you know, in situations like this, I mean, people people hate guys that just run roads and an owl hoot, but I mean. People do it because it's effective. Yeah, and uh, I mean, it's not effective everywhere and in every situation. But when you got a bunch of ridge top roads like that, um, you know, and use your time, you know, use your time wisely versus walking around a bunch and not hearing anything. I mean, it, and not to say that you can't walk into a spot. I think that, I mean, y'all had success doing that this morning. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, don't always just assume that you got to walk in a long ways to at least to strike birds. I mean. Because the thing is, when you're hunting in country that's this big and this much terrain, like a bird might be on the opposite ridge. I mean, he's at long ways away, straight like straight line distance. He might only be you know 500 yards, mm-hmm. but you think about how far somebody's got to walk to get to him. I mean, he's a long ways away, but you can still hear him and you know use that to your advantage. So, I mean, you can hear birds that most people are not going to in hunting. Awesome. So, and it still seems like I mean, even even with that being said, though, I still see a bunch of guys that it seemed like park at the places that have the longest walk-ins. So, you probably still got lots of turkeys that are kind of close-ish to roads that are willing to gobble if you'll just try it. Willing to look for it, yeah. All right, Tyler, you got it. You got anything you want to add before we wrap it up? Tyler's Tyler. Clay, you got any sore. tips for us that you learned about this weekend? That's worth talking uh, about. Map scout before you go to a place. Smart, I like it. Uh, because I. 
didn't know a thing. I didn't know how to get here. I didn't. I did. Tyler was a good guy. <laughs> yeah, for sure. We appreciate it. Mark's so good, he don't need no help. Oh, I didn't say that. I didn't say That's that. why he went did to. Did you uh, roast him last night? No, he didn't gobble last night. Mm. Yeah, but I, I did it. Same spot though. Call him Tom yeah. Turner. That, that dude wrote you that note. No, it's a little. It's close to that, but a little bit down from that. Yeah, Andrew left me a note just kind of messing around last yesterday afternoon on my truck. But uh, I will say this: I'm mm-hmm. going to stay one more night because when I drove back from the check station, probably 900 yards from where we're standing, up on that ridge that you can see right there, there was a bird gobbling at 10 o'clock, just hammering. So I'm going to stay one more night and see what happens. Dude, it's awesome. Well, I have enjoyed it. I've enjoyed everybody's company. I've enjoyed us uh, sleeping every which way from Clay's makeshift. Um, uh, it's not a rooftop tent. It would be a uh, truck bed tent. Jimmy rig tent. Jimmy rig. Or G- it's not Jimmy did rig. you take that thing down after you set it up last night to drive down the road, or did you just drive down the road? Oh, uh, I take up? the tarp off. Oh, okay. I leave the poles up. <laughs> I was wondering. I was like, I, I was like, because he, he set everything up, and then I woke up, and everybody was gone. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> no, but again, it, it, it's been a fun time. I mean, you freaking absolutely just slay some turkeys uh, each day we've been out here. Wish we had more time uh, to kind of, especially go back where me and Andrew were at. But before the uh, the uh, the siren comes on by us, I guess we'll hop off here. It's been it's been a fun time. Uh, everybody that's listening right now, make sure you check out also Mark's podcast, Hunt the Land. Mark, if you want to plug that, you can. Um, y'all drop episodes what time? Or what, uh, we drop week? them on Wednesdays every week, um, okay. and it's just Hunt the Land podcast on uh, on the um, whatever podcast app, and then it's uh, Hunt the Land podcast on Facebook, and then Hunting the Land on Instagram. Awesome. Well, guys, until next time, y'all stay safe, have a good weekend, and hey, if you're not working, go be killing some turkeys right now. Amen to that. Look, last summer, y'all heard us talk a bunch about the Mobile Hunters Expo. It was an incredible event. A bunch of you guys came out to meet us. We got to talk to, I don't even know how many listeners. If you heard all that last year and you were like, dang, that sounded cool, I should have went to that. Here's your chance. You need to make it to this one. It's June 28th through June 30th in Dalton, Georgia. All right, giving you a heads up here, so go ahead and mark it on your calendar. June 28th through June 30th, Dalton, Georgia is going to be the 2024 Mobile Hunters Expo. We're going to be there. A bunch of our past podcast guests are going to be there. There's going to be seminars. All of the mobile hunting companies are going to be there for you to try out gear before you buy it. It's like the one event of the year where all of the... The, like the mobile hunter ecosystem just kind of congregates in one place. And Chris and Josh and the guys have done an absolutely phenomenal job putting this thing together over the last couple years. And it keeps getting better every year. So like I said, make sure you come see us. We're going to have a gigantic stack of free stickers to give away to every listener that stops by the booth. And we're going to have merch there to purchase. We're going to be recording podcasts, shooting videos, all kinds of stuff. So like I said, don't miss it. You can head on over to the mobilehuntersexpo.com to look at show schedules and dates and go ahead and grab your tickets. So y'all go check it out at the mobilehuntersexpo.com.